Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. There is a saying that you don't stop playing when you grow old, but rather you grow old when you stop playing. Iconic Life is an adventure-driven company that seeks to embrace life to the fullest and to never stop playing. Check out their natural hemp CBD products that help those that believe in that philosophy. Check out Iconic.com. Spelled I-K-A-N-I-K. Again, Iconic.com. Or on their Instagram at Iconic Life. Bonsai balls! They only use real Asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck! They also get their honey from a and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast and make their own peanut butter. Damn! They've got seven locations and download the Bonsai Bowl app to skip the line. Skip the line. Order ahead. Bonsai Bowl. Healthy, delicious. Ashland. Hard seltzer. Crafted in San Diego. It's an adult beverage built for all walks of life. Bro, you've had it. I've had it. It's delicious. It is so good. It's refreshing. Only 100 calories. All organic. No sugar. Also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland hard seltzer. Also supported by Octopus, the massive corporate juggernaut. Octopus, making stuff for people who actually surf. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Shade Sunscreen. The best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen. It's been around since the sun. Shade Shade. Sunscreen. (laughs) Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Wow, that was tamed. That was nice. Nice and smooth. We're with somebody super respectable. I mean, you know, we don't don't scream, uh, scream out loud like fucking... This yeah. isn't Polly Boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you, Polly. We're in the ah. presence of a doctor. Uh, all right, hey, slow down. Yeah, we are. We're you know <laughs> our guest this week, double board certified medical doctor. That's pretty. That sounds like a lot of school. A lot of school. Uh, he specializes in anesthesiology at both USC Medical Center and UCLA Medical Center, and further obtain a set specialty certification in pain management. So. We're gonna hear a lot about needles and, you and, it, and other stuff. <laughs> but he's also That's a lot in one, yeah, in one version. But he's also a diplomat on the American Board of Anesthesiology and American Board of Pain Medicine. So this guy sits on the boards on a couple of boards too. It's impressive. Yeah, 
Yeah, but he's not. Look the, at him. He's looking at you like, whoa, this guy knows a lot about me. But he's not the kind. Sounds a lot better than it is. Yeah, it is what it is. But he's not the kind of doctor that just gives you pills and sends you on your way. No, no, no. He focuses towards cutting edge regenerative medicine by injecting stem cell therapy or platelet rich plasma (PRP) into damaged discs or joints. Wow. Yeah, I know. And we're excited to hear about what it's like to stab people. That's like professional athlete. Yeah. Hold on. I said, we're going to find out what it's like to stab people with needles every day. What world-class athletes he's working with. Okay. And how he's going to, and how we're going to come up with a game plan to make us feel like we're 20 again. Whoa. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We welcome to this show, Dr. Sonny, Sundog, Ruben, MD. I guess you got to throw that on there, right? MD. Wow. He's very honored. I mean... Doctor, I don't know what to say. Doctor, 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 doctor. Hey, I think you are our first doctor. Doctor. What about um, Doc? Well, prescription he, He's a doctor of yeah. Yeah. We got to give him some love, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Doc. Uh, no, I checked your guy's doctor. roster out. I saw that he was on there. So, oh, it was yeah. great. Oh, maybe he was the first doctor. Maybe I am. I don't yeah. know. No, he's the first doc. You're the first doctor. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. All right. <laughs> he specializes. It's a milestone for us. <laughs> yeah. We got lots of other doctors. They, they need to get on here too, but you know, we're stoked to have you. Yeah. You know, because um, I'm psyched. Thank you. Hey, it's his heard. first podcast and our first doctor. So we just it's always a know, first. We were we were just virgins just I'm now. a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate so, it. So let's uh, let's start at the beginning. Where did you uh, find your love of surfing? So I was born down in Miami. Grew up down in Fort Lauderdale, and uh, I think it was middle school. There, you know, we weren't too far from the beach. Literally right there, and I think it was. Eight, nine, ten. We were all bodyboarding. That's what we did. Yeah, I think that was back in the what was that the eighties? Okay. We were kids. I think we're all the same age, pretty much. Yeah. But where I came from, you know, we started out. We always started boogie. Started with the boogie. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I saw a surfboard one day. It was down at a. I don't know if you guys ever heard of BC Surf and Sport. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! That's like old old school. Love that. Like, yeah. Love uh, yeah. Bruce Cromartie. Yeah. So that yeah. was like sort of the first surf shop I ever ventured into and then Island Water Sports down in yep. Deerfield I don't know if you guys know those zones oh yeah and um yeah that's got where you board. got hooked got a board um it was so, it was so wait good. did you did you see a guy or borrow a board first or yeah well yeah I did but it was it was middle school so there's only like a handful of us hmm and it was a guy that bodyboard. I think, um, I don't think, but Todd Klein, I don't know if you guys know him. Of course. So, yeah. sure you do. Yeah. But I haven't seen him since middle school. We were in the same class in no middle way. school back in Florida. Epic. Yeah. Yeah. But I haven't seen him since. I just know he's around. Well, yeah. you got to go to some inland lake or something. Don't go, you know, yeah. meet, meet and greet the, <laughs> the, bad, the bass pro, man. Yeah. He's like a pro fisherman. Yeah. 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 So it takes epic. people out, has a boat, takes people out and stuff. Yeah, so it was a smaller scene. I wasn't really in like their scene. I was just, you know, hanging out with these little group of kids and bodyboard. I went in BC surfing sport one day and I, I did borrow board, but then I saw this, you know, I was just 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Psyched, I saw this used board on the rack, grabbed it, and the rest was history. I mean, Killer spray. What, I, what, yeah. what pulled you to that board? I was just remember spray. It's exactly side, what like, you said. Yeah. There was like little dots of colors everywhere yeah. in the spray. You know, as a kid, you know, 10, 11, you're just, your eyes light up. And, yeah. You know, you're immediately just, okay, this is the best board I'm ever going to ride. It's going to make me surf perfectly. Yeah. And, I want the coolest know. looking one. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, why, that's why I brought that up because it's usually the kid or, you know, the, the person that wants the coolest board, looking yeah. board. And then the staff yeah. is usually like, they just want to make a sell. Like, yeah, that thing's going to work perfect yeah. for you, man. That's hey, the- hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> is that board, like, was it a team rider's board? Like, what, what stickers does he have on it? You know? Like- you know, looking back, it was probably the worst board for me because it was like, <laughs> exactly. it was the smallest, chippiest yeah. board. And you're, you're just starting surfing. You know, it's not the best board to start surfing right. on, but yeah. it looked, looked cool. Yeah. You know, I was psyched on it. How did it work? Well, we, we, we got in. Yeah, we got in. We tuned it up and, you know, took years of progression. We're still working on it to this day. And, you know, but. Uh, so you yeah. hooked just like off the get go. Yeah, I was, I was done. I was done. You know, nice. we, we lived literally, we live in these condos and it's called Sea Ranch in Lardo by the Sea. Down in Fort Lauderdale, right on the beach, and so right there, easy right access. There. I mean, we had yeah. waves. I don't want to say we had waves, but for Florida, when we had waves, yeah. you know, hurricane swells or northeasters, right there, trunks. I was on it as much as we could. Yeah, trunks, yeah. wetsuits in the winter. And, yeah, you know. So, did you quickly progress, or I don't want to say I quickly progressed <laughs> because um, I think through high school, and then immediately from high school. I went straight to college. So Did I you was, do any contests or anything? No, or? I wasn't. I don't think I was that good to okay. or that focused or had that much time. Yeah. To, Were you playing any organized sports at all, or? No, I was so focused on school. Wow. Were yeah. you a good student? Like you liked school and it came easy, or you just knew that that was your path? I knew it was the only path I had. Yeah. Because. Uh, yeah. Parents. Yeah, when I was a kid, it was like you're going to be a doctor. Wow! Like there was a figure, there's a figure um, in your chest. Let's, let's aim a little higher. All right. Yeah. What'd your parents do? So my dad was just a business guy. He, he sold eyeglasses hmm. for a living. Salesman, yeah. eyeglasses. Yeah, I think. Um, I think you know he moved from Jersey to Tampa. I think the first semester he got kicked out of college and just became a business guy. But my grandfather was was a dentist, and then his brother he went to medical didn't go to medical school, was accepted, and said, I'm not doing this, the road is too long, and moved to India, became a monk. Hmm. 
Wow, what yeah, the hell? Yeah, uncle. complete extreme, yeah. Dang. Complete extreme. Who, who so they were like again? polar opposites. My father's brother. Okay. So, you know, that was sort of the the Who was the, the dentist? Setting. That was my grandfather. Oh, your grandfather's yeah, dentist. My, okay. Yeah. Parents and of my your father uncle, and my uncle. Your dad became a salesman and your uncle became a basically, monk. Basically. Basically. Wow, what a trip. Yeah. yeah, but then my uncle, after becoming a monk, came back and became a PhD in psychology. So he, he went and studied yeah. the brain. Yeah. yeah. So he like he's been he's counseled people for decades. And, wow. Cool. You know he's a pretty. Uh, he's probably one of the most elevated spiritual people I know or have met in this world. So yeah. yeah. A lot to learn. A lot of zen. A lot, a lot, yeah, a lot of stuff bit. going on between the ears. Yeah, but that was yeah. sort of that was sort of the the setting of the table. It was like yeah, high, you had high expectations. You had like people that. Yeah, and I wasn't the best student yeah. by any means. So I was like, I had other focuses. I wanted to enjoy life and, yeah. and go to the beach. And surf and surf, surf and so, friends. And you know, I was trying to juggle these two, you know, these two lives that I want to live this one, but I want that one, but I really love and enjoy this one. But yeah. I, I got to sort of do that one. We all go through that. Most of us go through that, like, fork in the road, you know, like of pursuing or trying to surf as much as you can and then especially in that adolescence right like well that's what i see i mean there's guys that you know like the groms today and like my son the, the kids era i mean you know they're like they're so lucky i think to have these parents that just immerse them in surf yeah you know and you know they don't have it's like blind they have blinders on they don't have these other distractions and you know, but you got to do good in school too. Yeah. The kids have to get it's gotta, educated. It's got to be balanced. Home and, yeah. and balanced. But yeah. work uh, hard, I, play hard. Yeah, you know? I think like that's what I did basically. And that's what you yeah. got to kind of instill in their little minds is like, we all want to have fun. We don't want to, I don't want to go to work. I want to go yeah. freaking surf and hang out with you kids and do beach days and go snowboarding and have yeah, exactly. fun. But you know, but like, you got to do and you got to, yeah, you and I are in the same program. But yeah. I didn't have, like, my father wasn't dragging me down to the beach or yeah. my mother saying, yeah. You're going to surf is something I stumbled upon and, you know, I sort of found my own way into it. So it was yeah. like, I sort of started late in the game a little bit at, I think, 12, 13, 14, 15. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't the same way. And, but I lived, you know, a good hour, 45 minutes from, from the ocean, you know, a so two and a half hour. a little harder. Yeah. Two and a half hour bike ride both Six. ways. <laughs> <laughs> so, so did you... Did you and your friends ever go on little surf trips or like, did you venture out of, of Fort Lauderdale? Yeah, like go up to the Carolinas or, or I mean, were you? Yeah, we used to go up coast like yeah. Hope Sound, New Smyrna, Sebastian Inlet. Like Sebastian was the spot. That, that, was, yeah. the, that was the lowers of Florida. Yeah, yeah that it's was. It's changed though, right? Like it, it's not as good as it used to be. That's everywhere, Lennon. We talk about this all the time. True, but lowers has been lowers for <laughs> no, decades. Lowers isn't as good as it used to be either. Well, it's still freaking pretty good, bro. Hurricane Marie, whatever. <laughs> but Sebastian Inlet, I don't think is even worth surfing anymore, right? I think it is, but I don't, I, I don't know. You never see anything about it anymore, is, is what um, I'm saying. Yeah, I haven't been there. I'm gonna say in, uh, I'm gonna say 35 years. Yeah. I haven't gone that long. Did you get good waves when you were there? Oh yeah, it was pumping. Oh yeah, I mean, I've, yeah, we used to just we used to drive there on the weekends. You know, they used to call it we're driving up coast. Yeah. You know, because that's what you're doing when, you know. 
any like uh, Puerto Rico or uh, that like when I was a kid, all, all my travels started during college. Yeah, yeah. I started to work a little bit, put some money in my pocket while I was studying, and then I'm like, what? you know, I had a little more independence, and you know, during, what was your what was your first job as a kid? Oh shit! What was I doing? <laughs> I think I was selling lady shoes or something like at the swap shop or something like no way downtown Broward Boulevard Fort Lauderdale like sketchy yeah like a pay less or just like an independent like no a, like a, I don't know if you ever heard like a swap shop like a flea market oh yeah 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 okay yeah, yeah. like a flea market and you know. so you, you had the salesman you know gene from your from your dad well I mean <laughs> I had to I had to make a dollar he wasn't yeah. giving me a dollar so yeah. you know I had to yeah, I had to kick and scratch on the ground floor up and yeah yeah so then um yeah i was sort of doing retail basically yeah. working at like the sporting goods stores and um then in between uh i think in between semesters in college i somebody said oh we can get you a job you know digging ditches as a plumber oh my gosh and i'm like all right i'll try it i mean i'll be outside the sun's out i'll be working you know trying yeah. to stay fit i lasted two weeks and yeah that's yeah. a tough, manual labors. Yeah, fucking didn't, hard. Did not work out for but me. It, at all. But it, it probably does sound appealing coming from a retail and have to deal with customers. Like, dude, I don't have to listen to anybody. I just dig outside and I'm in the sun, like you mentioned. Yeah. It's like that seems I mean, appealing, but then it's rigorous and yeah, no, yeah. it's hot and you're it, it was dirty, it was so gnarly. Like gnarly. We were filling septic tanks, digging oh, six God, foot, seven yeah. foot dishes, dishes, and My, I'm not a quitter. I mean, I lasted <clears throat> a good two weeks, and I'm just like, I don't need to do this. Yeah, you yeah. know, I. Try I'll, go get a, I'll go get a waiter job or, yeah. you yeah. know, get paid cash or something like Bus that. Busboy, waiter, like, yeah, those that, are the best. That's what I did. Yeah. So. But you got to try it. And that's, I think that's what we always mention in the show is like, you can't, you got to take risks. I mean, as simple as it is to just go earn some money, like get out of your comfort zone. I'm going to go try it. Yeah. I was just know? trying to make some cash, put some gas in the car and drive up coast and serve. So, yeah. So what, when did you, before we go to college, like when in your... When did you figure out you wanted to be a doctor? Like, well, your dad was saying. I, I think it was pretty much from the the ground floor up. I mean, wow. Yeah, I mean, that's fucking a lot of pressure, right? I didn't really feel any pressure at all. It was just like, oh, okay. I, yeah. mean, I think I don't know if I was dumb or just aloof or. Yeah. You know, but you I saw just, your grandpa. He's probably you know a dentist. That's successful. Yeah, I think it was just he's normal. like that's a normal career, and yeah. that's like my grandma. I think she was like all a four foot one. She would come up in my face and point her finger in my chest and go, "You know, you're going to be a doctor. What are you going to be a bum?" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh shit, I want to be a bum." Yeah. So I think she's right. Those are the only so, two options: doctor or a bum. Well, you know right. what I'm saying? I think that's what it was. I think it's sort of. I don't want to say it, it put fear in you or scared you or. Yeah. You just but, didn't know any other way. Yeah, I didn't know any other path, yeah. to be honest with Which you. Which is pretty, it's kind of crazy to think that sometimes that works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the, the power of suggestion and, and also just your, your circumstances, because... Yeah, it could go the other way too, though, yeah, right? I mean, like pressure. Like yeah, I somebody said. could say, you know, like I don't sort of tell my son, Kings, I don't tell him, I ask him, hey, what do you want, you know? Yeah, yeah. Cause, cause, like when you when you said you, you weren't that good in school, right? No, I had to really, really work. Buckle down, and I had to work hard at like, it. Like I don't know how I made it through high school, which I sort of <laughs> barely backed. Me and you too, man. All of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I will admit this 
on a podcast, I cheated the hell out of my junior high and high school. And see, he's he's a smart he's a smart dude. He's intelligent over here. He is, but he chose not to apply himself. Oh, I didn't apply myself at all. Well, that's what it is. There's there's plenty of smart people. They just don't apply themselves, yeah. or, or they're surfing, or they're they're just doing other things. You know that yeah. that they're interested in, and you know and. The show's not about me, <laughs> but I did get in one semester in my senior year, year of high school, I got straight A's, legit. Oh, there you go, brother. Yeah. Legit. Like, and I was like, what? And it was hard classes. I mean, so I mean you're a genius. Like, before, right? you, before you answer. I was, ju- I was just going to say, like, if you're I was, to- I was studying German. I was in, I think, algebra, maybe. I don't know what the if class you, was. If you, History, zoology. Straight A's, bro. Yeah, if you're zoology. If you're going, zoology. To, if you're that was going, my major, by the way. Really? Yeah, we could chat. Zoology? Yeah. So epic. Okay, so so all through your life, you were indoctrinated to being a doctor. Well, I sort of had tunnel vision in a way. Yeah. And then, you know, I'll fast forward a little bit. Um, so sorry to interrupt. But yeah. Okay, you're you're in high school, right? High school. And you're. Struggling in high school, didn't know if you were struggling in high school. I had to take the SATs about three or four times until I achieved a score that you know I was ready to either join the army or oh. go to college if a college didn't accept me. Yeah, and so so before you go to high, I mean before you pick a college or anything, right? You you have to accomplish certain you know GPA. You got to yeah. get a certain score on your your but, SAT. Yeah, your SAT but scores. The thing is, when when you start looking into it, right, into what you were trying to become, and you're like, okay, I have to take this, 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 and it's going to be this many years. I never even thought about that. I never. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, yeah, yeah, I didn't even know to be honest with you. It was like because there wasn't structure in in my child. It was like I was raised by my dad, who was like. You know, sales business guy, and yeah, figure it out for yourself. You know, married four or five times, <clears throat> running, running around Fort Lauderdale, Miami. So we were just like wild animals, riding yeah. our bikes to the beach. And, yeah, you know, which we all were too. It was loose back then. Right yeah. 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 We, we not, ran loose, yeah. Yeah. not in a bad way. We kind of had to figure it out ourselves. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, to become a doctor is no fucking easy task. Snorting. Right. Well, that's and, and the, the, just looking into it, you get self defeated. You know what I mean? And when I like, here, here's my, my funny little story. It's not about me, but I remember I wanted to be a chiropractor in high school, right? Because mm. my mom taught in chiropractic college, and my sister became a chiropractor, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll be a chiropractor," right? Yeah. And I went and set up. There's no reason for you not to be. Yeah, it's all I could set do up this. for you. Yeah, yeah. And I'm smart. I know I'm smart, and I could do this. And and um, I went to set up one of her exams at the college, right? And it was crazy. It was like I was helping her move cadavers, oh, you know, really? pieces of of body parts. And I was like, oh, What are they doing with that? You know, uh, anatomy and physiology. Oh, okay. You know, she taught anatomy and physiology. Oh, got it, got it. So she was um, 
She's a she she's like a manipulating dead body parts. Or no, 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 no. She was like showing all the parts Just and saying the, what yeah. they all the all the gotcha. you know whatever gotcha. anatomy, yeah. whatever you learn in anatomy and physiology physiology you have to like yeah it's like an exam right or yeah. whatever you call it yeah gross anatomy yeah and it was <laughs> gross dude it was super <laughs> gross and I left that day just like oh, there's no way this is not for yeah, me you know what I mean so so and I'm sure you've had to go through all that but like when you're when you're like on the outside you know at the very beginning stages of of realizing okay the path to being an MD right you look at that the, all the classes all the hard work all the time you know like look you didn't look you didn't think about it you just did it yeah, Which, it wasn't it wasn't even in my um, wasn't on my radar yeah. it was more like you know whatever's in front of me at that precise moment in time I just tackled it and okay I gotta do this SAT because my high school I didn't apply myself and I didn't have structure so I'm gonna go take a review course four times over until I can produce what needs to be produced. And then lo and behold, I produced a score and University of Florida took me and I didn't have to go to the army. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's, yeah. your, there's your fork in the road, right? Pretty much. Either, either pass these exams and get the right score or go to the army. Yeah, but the problem was because I didn't apply myself in high school, I didn't know how to study. And there's an art to studying. Oh, God, yeah. And I didn't have that art developed quite yet. Yeah. So I was, like, struggling getting through these exams, like, just so much just information, knowledge yeah. into my brain, yeah. trying to regurgitate it, not understanding 50% of it, just memorizing, spitting it back on a paper, maybe understanding the other part. Yeah. And, and getting the score to just get into where I had to be. And, you know, yeah. once I hit that, okay. I, and that's I, a four-year, like... For a four-year, you know, bachelor's degree first, right? Yeah, so it was... And specialized in, like, did you have a, like, a, a focus yet in, in medicine like you're looking at that interests you? Because, I mean, like I said, we were talking earlier about, you know, all the different, you know, facets of medicine and what's... Well, you know. so hold on a second. You, if you, getting out of high school, you go to college first, right? Yeah, yeah. And... and what are you taking in college? Like the prerequisites yeah, to go so to my, medical school? My first semester, it's like, all right, I'm pre-med. Boom. This is what I'm doing. So it's like biology 101, chemistry 101, physics. I was pretty good in math, actually, I got to say. So math was sort of my thing, you know, when I was a kid. Yeah. My dad said, you know, I'll give you $20 if you get an A in math. And that sort of also stimulated me to want to produce because it was an easy way to make a dollar. Yeah. If I just applied myself, so I did that, which was a good tactic. It worked actually. Yeah. We do that to our kids. Yeah, it's smart because it's that's smart. life. You know, you apply it yourself at a, at, a, at, a, at a job, you're going to get a pay yeah, increase or thing. a bonus that's or whatever. Right. You're like, working towards something for a monetary gain. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah. So it was my first semester in college. I took my first exam for biology 101, and I got a big fat F. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. And I was pre med. I'm trying to be a doctor. So I'm like, oh shit. See, I'm trying to or amplify how hard it is to be a doctor and the the road that you take because it is right. Well, look, there's kids that were groomed, so there's kids that and you were not groomed. I was not. groomed. You had no idea what the fuck I was you were not getting groomed. into. I was not you groomed just... for surfing, not medicine. 
nothing. <laughs> rolling with I, the punches. Yeah, I was just rolling with the punches. Yeah. But there's there's kids like my son. He's groomed. I mean, I took him to the beach since he was five. He, yeah, yeah. He goes to a, a good school and he get gets good grades. And I watch and yeah, you know, you're so he's got and a, you're, you're you're managing your yeah. Your these oversight. kids they have an advantage um, in the water and at school. Yeah. So you know when he goes, which to is college, great, but. What you accomplished to me is so worth talking about. You know what I mean? Like it's it's such a incredible story, and many people have done it, but no one really like. I don't think anybody it. talks about it because, yeah. right? You know, as a doctor, that you know you're you're looked upon as, um, you know, this individual that you know you're helping people, and you're supposed to be the smartest of the bunch, and you know, whatever the the stigma may be, yeah, but it's not always that because I've seen all personalities and all kinds from college to medical school make it, not make it, drop yeah. out, become the, the the elite in the profession, not make it so far in the profession. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. it's really a it's really a personality um, application, hard work, work ethic, work yeah. ethic passion, know, dedication, yeah, dedication, but, passion. And that's the thing that I, I'm trying to like really, you know, like I say, amplify is, is what you come from a humble beginnings. Your dad fucking was a salesman. Yeah, he, he didn't, was, he he didn't was have a mother to like no. help you. No mom around. He and, was he was cruising, doing him. Yeah. I was doing me at 11, 12, 13 yeah. through 16. And, and, you know, like not to say that you were uneducated, but you, 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 you had... Somebody, your grandpa and your grandma put that task of being a doctor. Yeah, to his head. defense, you know, he was he was like, you know, bring home grades and we're not going to have a problem. You know what I mean? Like, he was basically like that. Yeah, so, yeah same thing. Like, you know, I don't want to have to pick you up in juvie or the hospital and just... Get good grades for yeah. sure. Like, yeah. and those are so basic and they're so basic, things. but you're always thinking but, like, "Oh man!" Yeah, those were basics I was able to avoid. I mean, yeah. you know, we ran around with the pack and we got in trouble, but yeah. we were able to avoid those basics. So, but like again, dude, like for you to start to, to you know, the closer you, the good, you you graduate high school and your goal still being a doctor, right? And and here it is. You're starting to learn all the things that you need to to go through, all the classes and tests and exams and blah blah. F. It didn't fucking deter you. <laughs> you got an F, and it you, you didn't. It didn't deter you. Like yeah, you, but the the problem with getting the F was that it wasn't a big fat F that I didn't try. Yeah. The problem was I tried. Yeah. And I got the F. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit. Yeah. What just happened? Like. What am I doing like, wrong? Yeah, what am I doing wrong? So I'm like, all right, second exam comes a month and a half later. I think I get like a, a D minus or a D plus, something like that. So it was just another sort of like blow. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, enough's enough. So I make an appointment to go see the professor. And I, I say, you know. Are, yeah. Are you like seeking any advice from Yeah, from I mean, like, I didn't know what to do. So yeah, I go. From I, classmates and all that, like. Yeah, class, everybody's sort of on their own and, you know, maybe you have study group or whatever, but, yeah. you know, your buddy's like, yeah, I got a B plus or an A. You're like, oh, cool, I fucking failed this one. <laughs> you know, you know yeah. it's like... Because it's hard to ask for help. 
right? Like, especially, like, you don't want to sound dumb. You don't want to look well, that's, dumb. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, yeah. you're exactly right. I mean, if you're not producing the grades and other people are and, you know, things in college like that, they're put on a bell curve. So, you know, these are the scores and they start chopping lines. Yeah. You know, and yeah, that's the way it is. So I'm like, all right, let me go to the professor. Let's see what he's got to say. Yeah. You know, maybe he'll steer me in the right yeah. direction. College yeah. is very like transparent you know they're posting like the grades outside on the yeah. on the wall you it's, know there's not like they will like, put your name they'll put your numbers yeah or maybe they'll put your name i forget but 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 uh, you know it's not getting mailed and you're you're changing that like d to a b at home yeah. on a report card <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. we don't do that yeah. kids you know it's like only it's, when you send it to your parents yeah because for the because 20 he's yeah. a doctor and this is the first time we've ever had a doctor and, and we're listening to like what it takes yeah to you may doctor. interview another doctor and it's straight A's and you yeah know, parents and you know Ivy League schools and you yeah. know this that and the other but you know there's a whole story on that on all that yeah. because I've did, seen the good the bad the ugly in medicine yeah, yeah. did you I could talk about it all did yeah. you have to um, when you applied for college like I mean was there family money to help or was it all student loans? Was it a combination? Did you have to work too to put yourself? Yeah, I think back then at the University of Florida, which was considered in-state tuition, it was like 4000 5000 for the year. Oh, hmm. a year, not even a, a year, yeah. semester. Like wow. I heard today, it's like insane. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, my, we're like college shopping for my daughter right now and it's out of, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't even know how people do it, which I is a know. whole other discussion, but yeah. you know, um, yeah, so it was like three, four thousand. So you know, props to my father; he took care of that. Awesome. I think he gave me like four hundred a month. You know, yeah, living. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, rents like a hundred and eighty bucks a month, and you know, I work to buy a car, and then you got your your food allowance, and yeah, you know, they buy your books for you, and then you're on your own. You know, yeah, you get a part time job while you're while you're in college, which is what I did basically. Yeah, and then. Um, yeah, you, you figure it out. So, so, so you met with a professor. Yeah, so I, I said, you know, you know, Mr. Professor, you know, I got an F, I got a D. Um, what are your recommendations? It's not like I'm trying. I actually put effort into this. And I went to all the lectures. And I took notes. Yeah. I didn't skip lectures and go surfing. You yeah. know, I went to him. And he says, he goes, look, you know, he goes, I don't think you're cut out to be a doctor. Oh! oh. Yeah, Whoa. I swear, this is a true story. Freshman year. Freshman. First semester, we're like two months, three months in. He goes, I don't think you're cut out to be a doctor. I think you should choose a different profession, he says. You dick. So I go, oh, okay. That's a fire you up. So I walked out and I'm like. I'm going to prove him wrong. That's a, a fucking. Yeah. So I thank this guy to this day because without that, I remember the, the meeting and conversation vividly because. Yeah. Without that meeting, he just put logs in my fire, and I don't think there could have been one person that could have told me that I wasn't going to be a doctor at that point in time. Yeah, he was the first. He was the first. Yeah, and so, and somebody which, somebody look like a professor that yeah, just, when he's he does, a he fucking sees, teacher. I was looking for kids like, coming I'm through. Like, you know, yeah, I was looking for answers, not not uh, but that was the answer. It, and that's yeah, that's you know, so I, so so. <laughs> When he when those words came out of his mouth, and he he looked you in the eye and he said, "Hey, I don't think you're cut out to be a doctor." Did you got and you're like, "Excuse me?" Yeah, I wasn't wait, like, you know, you know, yeah. wait, what'd you say? Yeah. Huh? 
Like, I was, I was you're just, I was a little quiet. baffled yeah. to be honest. I was like, oh, I, you know, I don't know if I said, what do you think I should be or what or, yeah. but, you know, I, I think that was a real, that's another fork in the road, right? That lets you know that, um, you know, nobody's going to tell me. Did you me. tell anybody else this? I don't think so. Did I you tell your somebody, dad or no? No, no. No, you couldn't or tell your dad. Like, yeah. you didn't ask her. Did yeah, we, didn't, we didn't really okay. chat about stuff like that. It was more like, you either have the grade or you don't. There's nothing to really chat about. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so what happened? Yeah, like, how did this aftermath of that conversation... That's a devastating fucking blow. It was, yeah, you know. Yeah. I was, you know, I never, I don't want to say I didn't take things seriously, but I took things seriously, but I don't think I was affected by stuff, really. Because I think, you know, I don't want to say being raised on the street, because I wasn't raised on, I was raised nicely. Yeah. But we were running around in the streets. Yeah. So yeah. You, you, had the- you were resourceful and figured problems out on your own learn how to do yeah that. exactly so so you yeah, nobody just, was wiping took, my ass when i was a kid yeah and, and, that's, and, and i think and that's, that's a different today's kids I, exactly what i was going to say yeah. is it's it's a problem now of let, let your society's kids, way different today let your kids yeah. fail to yeah. okay at certain things let your, support your, them. let your kids hear some bad hard bad news yeah the truth yeah yeah, yeah. not so, everybody gets a trophy yeah right. Nice. So I love oh oh here's a trophy for last week. Great job. Yeah. You know Jimmy. Yeah. I mean that's the way it is today. Instead of just facing the the reality. Okay, I got last place. I got to work harder. Let's yeah. go out and how do you get paddle harder? Study harder. Yeah. Be nicer or whatever it's got to be. Yeah. So this fucking dickhead told <laughs> you. <laughs> you should. Maybe that's how I did feel. I didn't express it, but yeah, yeah. 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 Lennon's good at that. So this fucking guy says, <laughs> I don't think you're cut out to be a doctor and you internalized it but used it to fire yeah he empowered me when he, he empowered you and that was which is biology amazing. 101 you said biology yeah bio 101 and That's then like how are the other semester cl- how are the other classes you're holding up in so you know like I said I was I was really good in math actually yeah. I, was, I was a numbers guy so you know I was I was able to fly through like calculus one two three different differential equations all these like crazy math classes just A's like you not even my, trying you make my head hurt when you say all those words <laughs> yeah so I mean to my defense I wasn't a complete yes know, right dummy you know because I was excelling in these other courses yeah. like organic chemistry I was able to just get it wow okay you know but physics I'm like what is gravity what is momentum <laughs> yeah like I didn't know I couldn't even wrap my head around this stuff momentum or, is a Taylor Steele movie yeah <laughs> I figured it out years later <laughs> I like that was momentum is part of the momentum yeah. generation yeah. so were you yeah that's sick that's so good days. Good so days. You, you walked away from that meeting with the professor putting it putting a fire under your in your heart to, to, to be a doctor. Yeah, so like I was a minor in, in math, I was a minor in chemistry. My major was um, biology or microbiology, and then I switched that real quick because I just wasn't, there was a lot of like general chemistry that I wasn't, my brain wasn't working in that direction. So then I said to myself, I pigeonholed myself, I'm like, well, I'm good in math, I could be a math major. But what is it? What did you do as a math major? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't get it. And then I'm like, well, maybe I'll go be like a a, 
I'll go join the Air Force and be like a fighter pilot or something like that. That was sort of <laughs> on my brain. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, fly planes or something like that. No. Top Gun, Maverick. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So I went to the ROTC and they're like, there's no guarantees. I'm like, all right, well, that's done. That, that sort of came and went real fast. Yeah. So it made you like rethink your whole... A little bit, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's why I think maybe that discussion put me to the ROTC guy for the Air Force while in college to see if they would sponsor me because they give you money for college and living and all that stuff. Yeah. But when he told me there's no guarantees that you'll fly like a fighter jet, I'm like, okay, I'm done with that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to sacrifice all this. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I've could've, I could have done it would have happened looking back. Yeah. But maybe it was just the words of that discussion or the way the guy put it yeah. that deterred me right then and there. And then I'm, I'm right back to medicine, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to pigeonhole myself. So then I said, you know what? I did my minor in math. I did my minor in chemistry, which that's not going to get me anywhere either. I said, I'm going to get my bachelor's in zoology because I'm either going to go work for a zoo or I don't know what I'm going to do or, you know, uh, ocean something yeah. or whatever. Veterinarian. Or vet maybe. Yeah. Or you're going to go... You have no choice. You have to go to medical school. Yeah. So I use it as a as a ploy to sort of pigeonhole me to make sure I went to medical school psychologically. I think, knowing that you did a process of elimination. Yeah, and in the zoology, I just I knew I don't know what you do with that, but it would force me to to go the medical school route. So it's sort of, you know, what I did. I, I got my bachelor's in zoology, my minors. And math and chemistry and then uh, you know medical school that's trying to get into medical school that's a whole nother venture and story and, yeah. and hurdles yeah so, so so how many years in that Florida college that was four years four years yeah. and how how was how was the spring breaks down in Florida during the college years <laughs> you know I've always I kind of missed out on those you know and I I always was Did you guys hear about that from California? Like, oh, was yeah. that something on the that West was, Coast that you knew about? Oh, for sure. Florida West Coast. spring breaks and Mex- Cabo. Cabo, yeah. We go down yeah. to Mexico, and that was really yeah. popular. Yeah, that's, like, that was the big Cabo thing. Cabo and Puerto Vallarta, Havasu was big. Yeah. yeah. But, okay. Yeah, so spring break in Florida, that was, like, I was in the epicenter of it down yeah. there. Yeah. In Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Um, that was, that's where it was. I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. Epic. And, uh, Did you partake? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Surely I did not partake. Like, I, I I'm going have, to be a doctor. I, right. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's, that's the stigma, right? But we, we grew up, and obviously you couldn't drive on the beach. I used to. My dad, my, my parents said, yeah, back in the day, you used to be able to, like, you know, pull up on the state beaches and stuff with your oh, car. and sweet. Way back, and, you know. But, you know, Florida, I was always fascinated with, like, you know, these tailgate parties on the beach, and everybody's yeah. just, like, it just looks yeah, fun. New, new yeah. Smyrna, I think. <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can drive on the beach. Yeah. We used to go there to surf. You just roll your car right up, and yeah. it was great. Any surf trips while at college, or was it just like... Yeah, I had... it was So that was my real first surf trip, and my first time ever uh, leaving the country, and it was Costa Rica. Sweet. So I landed on Haco Beach. This yeah. was probably back in, like, I'm going to say, 90 two or three uh-huh so really yeah 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 and was nothing nothing yeah. yeah yeah there was it was dirt roads and you know i see friends from florida just you know that i knew from the water like you'd see them in the 
in the water in Costa Rica, you're like, oh, sick, you know, like, yeah. where you, know, you been, bro? I've yeah. been studying. Right, <laughs> basically. So, yeah. so, yeah, that was my first surf trip. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Cool. So, so, four years of college, did you develop studying skills and so yeah, I got a, I got a little better for okay. sure. So it did, and and what did you do? Do you remember like did you did you like ask cl- classmates or did you like no? You know there there's an art to it. It's like everything, right? Surfing, yeah. there's an art to it. Um, what you guys do here, there's an art to it. Um, there's an art to it, and then there's an art to test taking as well. So you got to put the work in, of course, but you have to know how to read between the lines when you're answering those questions and yeah. process of elimination and throw out the bad answers and narrow it down to the two good ones and then further narrow it down so you have to you know yeah it's like a science to take in these exams because you already lost me yeah. <laughs> no I, I i understand yeah i mean it's yeah when well, else I, I, it was my life for 20 years yeah. that's I mean. what i'm saying it's like like going to school is you're, you're like have to be focused you have to be disciplined, and you have to be like relentless. You know, yeah. you, you're, and that's why I, 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 you know, give praise to those people that make it through college, and then, boom, doctors. Well, you're competing, believe it or not. Yes, it's a competition at yes. the end of the day because yeah. when they when they post the grades in that bell curve, you're either on this end of the bell curve or you're on the other. Yeah. If you're on the other, you're not going to medical school. Yeah. And if you're on the other, maybe you will go to medical school. Maybe you won't. Yeah. You know, because, you know. So, so after you got your degree in, in the four years of Florida Florida College State? Yeah, University of Florida. University. Gators. Okay, the Gators. Yeah. 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 There's the Seminoles down there and then the Gators, sort of like USC, UCLA. Got it, got it. Tebow played for... Yeah, he was... Uh, he was a Gator, right? He was Gator, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was there during like the Emmett Smith and... Mm. I don't know if you guys heard of Emmett Smith. Yeah. He was like a cowboy. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a big football fan, but... Yeah, me neither, but yeah. I only know his name because he was like the guy. Yeah, he went He went on to play for Dallas, I think. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So, so, you accomplished college, right? Yeah, well, during that time, like I think like, like your third going into your fourth year, you have to start applying to medical school. And, um, same thing in like high school, like your junior year. You yeah, gotta same, be, yeah, 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 same story. But my, medical school, dude. No, I know, but it's you know, another like four years the, or whatever. The, the qualifications and grades and milestones and, you know. It's cream of the crop. It's, it's narrow. Yeah. Right, and not everybody makes it. So, like, <laughs> you, know, you know, I was on the cusp of making it or not making it because my GPA was pretty good it wasn't great but it was pretty good um and there's a lot of pretty good yeah there's a lot of pretty goods but then you have these kids that were groomed they came from solid homes and their right academics was what it was all about yeah you had some people going through the side doors right yeah or the back door <laughs> yeah there's you know that, that too. story you know yeah. like, you know people with money and influence that, that and hey my, my yeah my my my, my father but, graduated here my grandfather graduated here right. or whatever yeah, I and that's, that's I didn't have any of that stuff. Yeah, and and that's what's kind of fucked up is medical school is not to be a place to be taking advantage of because in the end, you know, these people like yourself are dedicated to in, ser- in, in service of people. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? You want the best to come you, out. You want you want the best with the best intentions. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, 
you could have people saying, well, how, how did this guy make it to medical school? He got an F in biology. He was running around the streets as a kid. How can he become a good doctor? How can he, you know, but it's what I've learned is I've had guys, you know, I trained with guys from Harvard when I was at USC Anesthesiology. So, they couldn't even can you, barely work with their hands. Can you explain medical school um, as opposed to like college? Like, well, medical school is basically the the college for medicine to be a practitioner of something. Yeah, is to be had. a to be a medical doctor to get to your be, MD, yeah, yeah. basically. Okay, and and, um, and those are those like all over the country or yeah, they're all over the country. They're actually all over the world. Yeah, so you have like uh, international medical schools. Yeah. you have inter, uh, schools in the Caribbean. Um, that's where the Ireland. doctors go, right? Basically. <laughs> I call it the Harvard of the Caribbean. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, to, to sort of segment into that, um, you know, my third, fourth year in organic chemistry lab, I'm at the University of Florida walking down the hallway. You know, we don't have computers and phones back then, as you guys yeah. remember. So you have to pull like a flyer off the that's sitting on the wall and I see this deep blue Caribbean ocean and it says St. George's University School of Medicine four-year degree in Grenada. Wow. So I pulled the I pulled the flyer thing and I filled my name and address. Was out. that your surfing part of you like just like thinking there's waves or it just looked like the picture? I think it was a little bit of everything actually. Yeah. It was um, I was I was like you know what I know the commitment and dedication it's going to take to do this medical school yeah. and become a physician and then maybe subspecialize and <clears throat> maybe subspecialize again. So if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it my way and the way I want to do it, not the way society expects you to do it or the way anybody else wants you to do it or you need to go to UCLA or University of Florida or Duke or University of Miami for medical school because you may or may not be recognized. Yeah. And a lot to think about now when you're yeah, trying to so, figure it out. So, you know, being that my grades were pretty good at this point in time and my, my MCAT scores, which were the medical college admissions test, like the SAT basically. Yeah. For, yeah. So it's another thing. And I again, that was something, again, that I had to take three times over to get those scores. It wasn't like I took it and, oh, boom, yeah. there I am. You had to learn the test. And it was a whole nother, you know, hard work. So, so as you're going through the the hardships and hard work and all this your your desire to become a doctor doesn't ever wane it doesn't ever like you, you never get discouraged you're like fuck no it, it was more I had another fucking four years of yeah, no I, I didn't even think about that it was more of what else was I gonna do yeah it that's was, that's Pretty incredible, right? Yeah. Like, like that was your calling. You just felt like this is like this is what I'm gonna do. You know what? It was it was look, I'm not gonna sugarcoat and say, Oh, my passion was to be a doctor. Yeah. You know, it was it was more ingrained and bred in me. Yeah. And then over time it was I trained or I don't wanna say tricked my brain, but said, you know what, if I'm gonna put energy and time into something, what a better way to have a profession where you can 
help people and make a living for your family at the same time. So yeah. it made sense. Yeah. If that for sure. You know, to be real. Yeah. So you you mentioned the M's M's cat. Yeah. So did you have to take that multiple times or? Yeah, that was another three four. Uh, three four goes extravaganza. Out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Review courses, cramming, uh, studying. You know. Because it's no getting fucking getting joke. this waiting eight weeks getting the score in the mail you're like shit I didn't I fucked up I yeah you know and does it tell you like where you need to work on like or you just knew you yeah had, it tells yeah. you okay so, yeah. that's, so I was able to go back to the drawing board alright I gotta my English wasn't too good yeah or my uh, biology wasn't too good my math was good my chemistry was good yep but yeah outside of school and I mean cause again I'm going through this process for my daughter and stuff you know the interviewing, you know, the the essay writing, you know, it's not just getting good grades. You the have essays, to like, you have to like, yeah, peer you, references, all volunteer a, work. Yep, there's a lot more that goes. Jobs, yeah. what you did, why you want to do it. Yeah. they're looking for leaders. They're looking for go getters, people yeah. that are outside of their comfort zone that could, you know, put themselves out there. And, there's so many people vying for a spot in yeah. college. Some people paying a lot of money to get into it. But, you know, just going back to where, you know, he kind of had that street smarts. He grew up on the street. And that's a lot of that interviewing process and having that story where you're just, I mean, there's a lot of kids and or, or you know, people that are just really book smart. Yeah. But they can't carry a conversation. They don't right. know how, you know, street smarts is. And there's nothing bad about that. Yeah. It's just when you well, get to streets, that. Streets, they can't teach you in school, right? No. I mean, you either, you, you either doing what we did as kids yeah. and then you know the book smarts so if you can combine the two the street yeah. smarts with the book smarts yeah. that's a very lethal in my weapon. opinion it's a lethal powerful combination yeah yeah to, to and that's why point, I like, yeah and that's why I like to bring it up because it's like you, both are equally as important you know yeah. but sometimes one you know the grades get outweighed versus you know the common sense or you know kind of more raw like you know street smart. yeah I'm trying to figure out how to immerse my son into you know, common sense and street smarts because they don't they don't teach it at the at the school, right? I no. Mean, you know. No. So so, going back to college, graduated, took you another four or five shots in getting to medical school. Right. So it took me four or five shots. Um, I pulled that flyer off where I saw this beautiful picture of the of the deep blue Caribbean Ocean with this medical school on the cliff overlooking it. And I go, wow, that looks amazing. Yeah. I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go travel the world, get cultured, and get educated at the same time. You know, kill two birds with one stone instead of sitting under fluorescent lights at in the concrete the jungle in the concrete jungle at the University of Miami or whatever school it was. Yeah, yeah. So you, you want to be mentally like, you know, prepared, but also relaxed at the same yeah, time. Yes, so that was my calling. That was like, you know, I get. I do a lot of medical legal work in the community, so I, I do trials and deposition, and they'll try to clown me in front of juries to this day and say, well, Dr. Rubin, where did you go to medical school? And how, no, it's how many medical schools did you apply to? You know, yeah. and I go, one, because yeah. they don't know my story, yeah. right? I said it was the only school I was going to or I applied to. I didn't go to that school by default. Yeah. You know, maybe somebody could argue. Maybe somebody could argue. Well, you wouldn't have gotten a U.S. school anyways. I don't know that I wouldn't have because I'd never tried actually. Yeah. Yeah. 
this is where I wanted to go to medical school because of who I am and yeah. the personal connection I have with ocean with and the surf ocean, and everything. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's it's crazy the way you explain things because you're so pragmatic about it. You know, so level-headed about and cuz all throughout your life you you, you know the 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 you're, the, the cards are stacked against you, right? Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? Like 100%. You're, you're not... There's some people that are so fucking smart. They have, you know... Photographic yeah, and, and I know these guys. They, they have they, photographic memories and, it, you know, they breeze through. But you, you're a smart guy, but because of, like, your pragmatic way of looking at things, you knew that you could accomplish it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... I wouldn't consider myself a smart guy. I would consider myself a hardworking, yeah. um, disciplined. Uh, I wouldn't take no for an answer. Out that that professor, that biology guy, he just yeah. you know. And that, I think that echoed in my brain for years. And that you know? and that's a good life. <laughs> it had to. Have. Yeah. And that's and a good pushed life. you through. Good life lesson to hear. Yeah. You know, somebody that that had your type of you know story and journey because, yeah, life. Nothing's going to come easy. Yeah, for some, you know. Yeah, some have an easier. But it's it's about grinding and putting the hard work and, and being determined and, and following through. You yeah, know? I mean, I, I had kids in my medical school in Grenada. So long story short, I ended up getting accepted. And I had kids in that school that majority of them were all from California. Mm-hmm. They went to SC, UCLA. These, these were top kids, kids that went to Ivy League schools. And we were all studying together. It was the same, you know. Curriculums. It, it, yeah, everything was the Except same. Except you're in paradise. Paradise. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and what, was, what was their, I mean, obviously, to go to a medical school, just like in anything, to get that degree with that, you know, from that university is, you know, and it's unfortunate when you're in these depositions and they're trying to downgrade your well, that's what they, that's all they have. They you can't know, beat us on the medicine, so they got to attack your reputation, and, that, and that's, which, which and is a contrived act. They're the ones like, making your reputation, and they don't know you and what it took to get there. Yeah, you know, which so, is that's before society. we get into that. Yeah, yeah. Go back to college. Yeah, you, you finish college, and how cool is it when you get your diploma from Florida State University, right? And you tell your your dad's like, and your grandparents are like sick this kid is doing it you know and then you finally pass through the mcat yes and you apply to the caribbean yeah st george's university school of medicine i gotta give him a plug because it yeah. is the best university in the world so and awesome I, I wouldn't trade it for anything and and i consider it the uh it was the one and only medical school you applied for the one and only okay i wasn't going to medical school otherwise if yeah. i didn't get in here it, I would have figured something out, yeah. but that's that's where I wanted to go. Yeah. And I would have applied probably two or three or four or how many more times I had to to yeah. make sure I went there and I went to the islands and traveled the world and studied medicine the way I wanted to do it. So I sort of had to backdoor every single, you know, to get into college, then to get into medical school, you know, sort of like, you know, backdooring it. Yeah. Right? So, so you get accepted to Caribbean, you're like... Oh, uh, psyched. Psyching, right? Like, psyched. I'm going to go live in the islands for years now. Were you already mapping out, like, where's their surf? What islands is close by? <laughs> like, you know? Well, what, you didn't, what back you then, you don't, you don't know anything, right? Yeah. Because there's no internet. There's no... 
There's nothing. Yeah. You don't know. You just know there's waves somewhere. You've seen some pictures in the mags. and Look, I got off that plane. I was the only guy starting medical school with a surfboard under my arm. You're kidding me. Which, you know, you got serious people. Yeah. You know, I'm, gonna, I'm flying here to be a doctor, and this wasn't my first choice. So I'm here by default, which mm. psychologically was freedom for me because these people were there by default. I was there by choice. Yeah. So I was like maybe the one, two, three percent of the population of students there that was there by choice whereas others were there because yeah you know they You're wanted the to be at SC in, in the whole medical school so I got off the plane and I have my surfboard and I see this one other guy he's got these fishing poles and you know yeah you know these big boxes with I don't know what the hell's in there I'm like what are you what I was like intrigued like what are you doing like what is this and he had all his fishing tackle, and I'm like, okay, maybe we should be roommates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for <So>. sure. <laughs> I'm gonna party with you, cowboy. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I'm living on a budget, and there's a lot of free sashimi out here. Hundred like, percent. Yeah, I just I mean, gotta put the work in. Yeah, it looked okay. This guy likes the ocean. Yeah. I love the ocean. You know, how awesome. And uh, yeah, it was a match made in heaven. And uh, we studied, traveled the world together. What's his name? Uh, Dr. Bill Reed, Dr. William Reed, he's a mad fisherman. He just got a 230-pound bluefin off Epic. off uh, off Jersey like two, three days ago. Wow. He's insane. That's rad. And he's a hardcore surfer too. Oh, so, killer. Yeah. Yeah, I put him on his surfboard, his first board out there. He was a he was a boogie boarder back then. And so did you find yourself quickly excelling? Yeah, so great question. So, um, you know that, bro? That was. Uh, I'll give you the one. You're going to give it to him? <laughs> Just one. This <laughs> guy. So, you know, I'm struggling to, you know, from inception to get to where I am, and I finally got to where I need to be. But now the big question is can you make it in medical school? Yeah. Right? So that was sort of a big question. Like, am I going to be able to do this or not? Because I sort of struggled to get every which way and then my first semester I think I got straight A's just because I just your environment I think it was the environment and then it totally like sparked whatever it is you needed to spark yeah and then uh, you know I'm going to be real though I'll, I'll put on the record that you know there was a they call it an alternative program so you got there and then the first week they're like well you can take one less class than everybody else if you like You'll still graduate on time, but you could take one less class because our class came in in the January class. So then I'd still graduate on time, but I'd still be in school the last, or clinicals the last four months when everybody else was done. I said, sign me up. There's no reason I want to stress out yeah. with everybody else. I want to go enjoy the island, live life, and study at the same time. Yeah. You're in paradise. Was, yeah, you're in paradise, but it was frowned upon by all the other students because, like, you were the guy in the alternate program. You know, <laughs> you're not, you know. But in your mind, you're like, I'm going to spend more time here was that, yeah. with less stress. Was that offered because yeah. of the, the, the you're coming in at that mid midterm? Or was no, that they offered it to anybody. Everybody? Oh, okay. Yeah, they said because you, yeah, I guess you're right. Because you came to that midterm, anybody who wants to be in the alternate program, but I think everybody's egos. Yeah. And yeah. the competition, and I want out of this place as soon as possible, get back to the States to be a doctor. 
um, I don't think it allowed a lot of people to do it. So there was three of us that did it, myself, Dr. Bill Ree, and then I think there was one other guy from California that was a surfer from San Diego. Yeah. So it was us three. <laughs> so three we were like, like the Motley I'm crew. In, this is paradise. What do you mean? I, right. I can live on, I, you know, yeah. like it was. I can go to medical a, school. It was a dream. I can not be stressed out. I yeah. can take one less class to yeah. focus more on my studies. And I can live spend, on an island. Live on an island. Yeah. So it, it was a no brainer. So yeah. going to like work, you know, you're speaking of, you know, one last class and obviously getting your, your, your bachelor's at, at Florida, you know, it's more of general classes geared towards medical school you know now your freshman year in medical school what's your curriculum like what do you is it still kind of broad no or it's, you, um, it's more hyper focused based full on, on i mean it was uh, i think the first year was gross anatomy okay so we we're working and that's like everybody has to take everybody so we're dissecting the body head to toe you yeah. know, there's like 30 bodies cadavers yeah cadavers in the room yeah cadavers yeah right and then uh, you're dissecting them from head to toe. Yeah. Um, you have histology, so you're studying cells under the microscope. Yeah. Um, embryology, the study like of cells and like healthy cells, cancer cells, yeah, like cells that have you know yeah, have virus. You know, you're like, basically looking at every single cell of the human body under the microscope. Wow. So the eyeball. Yeah. The the skin, the dermis, How the cool. hair, the and see, the GI tract, the brain, the and nerves. It, and that's what I think you might have excelled and got all A's because now you're in, you're in classes that are like fascinating and that you're there, yeah. you know, that you're well, interested. Well, the environment in. too probably stimulates everything. Yeah. You know, get your like... Yeah, I was on a full-on natural, I'm going to say the endorphins were... Yeah. And the serotonin was good because I'm in... I'm where I want to be right now. Um, my dorm was on the sand on a seven mile stretch of white sand beach. I hope you have some pictures. I know we don't have electronics back then in the day and it, you know, I hope you have some, some Oh dude fucking I got killer pictures. Yeah, I got shit. pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm that, visualizing this and I'm yeah, like Yeah, I may have he's not like yeah. a four year surf trip, but yeah, he's gotta work hard and it's in college, but yeah. he's in a killer coming from Florida to, you know, the Caribbean, you know, I I mean you got beautiful water, beautiful scenery, it's warm and tropical. Yeah. You got and you got a a roommate that's gonna fucking cash catch fish for you yeah. all day long <laughs> you know which he did and, yeah. and it's crazy you know earlier you were talking about all these people that are looking down at you you know well they did there was a lot of that believe it or not it was it was the uh you know the people excelling in life wanting to i don't know do it, it faster it was a different head yeah do it yeah. it was a different headspace than i was in I what, was, yeah what was like um like your classmates like you know background so you know, here you are, you, you come from, you know, a street kid with, you know, t- you know, tough, tough grades. Your dad's a salesman. Yeah. you you know, your, your grandpa was a, a dentist and stuff, but where the, where the other classmates like, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be set up. I just got to get my degree. My family has practices or my dad's yeah. a doctor, you know, like the I'm sure of these people, they, they came from, you know, generational like, yeah. Generational doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say all of them because no, there were others. But I'm going to say the majority of them. These were like, these were people that I knew um, were really, really good students. Yeah. Um, went to good colleges, good homes, good families. Um, you know. Didn't have to worry about like who's paying for it. You know, like right. knew knew they're going to come out into a not a cush job. Of course, there's no cush job, but you know, have 
opportunities, you know? Like, there's probably a lot of... Yeah, I think I think they had a... I don't want to say easier road than me, but... Just different. Uh, different, yeah. 100%. Yeah. But, yeah, this but, is the, here, here's the school. Check this all out. All right, he's, he's, he's busting out a oh photo. Oh, God. And there's waves on either side. Yeah, there's waves. So we used to sit in this... Um, so we used to sit in the lecture hall here. So this was the He's lecture zooming hall. zooming on an aerial view of, so of this the is, campus. This is, this is called True Blue. And I mean, this is a that state... That looks like the Four Seasons. It, it, it was. Like it was. This was a state-of-the-art campus, which was nicer than any other medical school I'd been to in the United States. Wow. Who, this was first class. How did you get turned on to that? Like you... A, a picture on the wall. A picture on the wall. I just happened to walk by. I had no clue it even existed. And I just pulled the flyer on the wall back in 90... 93, 94, and um, this was the picture. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to sit in this lecture hall, and we could see waves. So this was True Blue. This was Prickly Bay. So I lived, like, probably in that white house right there overlooking. And there was a perfect wave called Prickly Bay. It was a perfect left-handed point break. That wow. My house overlooked our flat, and then you could see from the lecture hall right there. Now, was that college a lot more expensive than others, or? I would say it was probably, at the time, comparable to, like, USC, because it's a private institution. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I came out of, I came out of school, I'm going to say, with three to four hundred thousand dollars worth of school loans. Yeah, it's no joke. (laughs) Yeah. No joke. It's like, I think it's like the colleges today what the kids are trying to do. Yeah. So it's going back to those people that look down at you. It's like, it's so funny, right? Like because we're surfers, we look at things differently. Yeah. I mean, right? I don't know if they look down, but we weren't, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Yeah. But I, I think they, they saw you through a different eye because you weren't doing what they were doing. Yeah. And well, we, we were the guys like, how could these guys be running around with fishing poles and surfboards and a, a 1968 Land Rover with just a windscreen and no roof and ocean kayaks and motorcycles yeah. and how can they be having this much fun in medical school? Like it, yeah, you know, it was foreign to them. And that's why I, I want to keep talking about it because you know these other people, they. And I'm not saying all of them. Yeah, not to take away from them. It was just we were living different lives while we were all trying to achieve the same thing. But I was just we were doing it our way, and they were doing it their way. Yeah. And my thing is like you're a surfer. Yeah. And that's why you chose to do that because you wanted to maximize. Hey, we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you wanted. Yeah. I mean, that's the. The blessing of surfing and and just being a waterman in, in general like whether it's fishing or whatever and you know these other kids are coming from other parts of the country or around the world and What's, maybe they play organized sports and they just they didn't see what you saw really when, when we know? post that picture of that place and we <laughs> I'll send you a good one it's yeah it's, and when we write in the caption <laughs> would you want would you elect to uh graduate early or stay a couple months <laughs> There you go. Yeah. There you go. Exactly you know, right. like, and for you, it's so simple, right? It, it was a no-brainer. It was a no-brainer. It's it, like there wasn't even a question about it. Yeah. It, it was okay. I'm going to work hard it, and I'm going to play just as hard and, and live a nice life. We didn't have money back then. I yeah. mean, I did. 
Did, sorry, I did, lunch, but did you did you go to the school as like to check it out before? Not even, not even, <laughs> because not even right now. My my daughter, you know, we're we're trying to you know process of elimination, and hopefully she's going to get um, some scholarship for for water polo or merit and maybe both. But you know, it's like, hey, I don't want to go to that school. It's like you still got to go check it out. You know, get out of this school. You know, you got to kind of. Yeah, you know, maybe cast, change your mind. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you got to get cast, your guys' stage in the game. You you have to. You have to cast your your net wide, wide and far, and then you know, kind of you know, process elimination and stuff. But you were like, yeah. I mean, in this sick. case, it you know, again, back then, coming from Florida, yeah, I went to Costa Rica, but Grenada just seemed that much farther because it's down by Venezuela. Mm. So it's like, all right, you're not really jumping on a plane to to go. I guess maybe people did it. I didn't do it. I just I saw that one picture and I was sold. Yeah, I'm like, if you guys take me, I'm in. Like, yeah. thank you. Yeah. You know. So, you're you're in medical school in paradise. You're, you you started off really well, like you're saying. Like, well, that was the biggest question. It's like, am I going to be able to do this? And yeah. I proved it to myself the first semester that I could do it. And so the rest was sort of history from there. So you you found the perfect spot for you to spark. The, the flame of learning and being a medical doctor. Yeah, I think to your point, maybe I was in the right environment yeah. where I needed to be. I was, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because a, lot, a lot's between, you know, that goes on the between ears. the ears. Yeah. And, and to have that release where it's it's not just school and all the pressure, like you're able to balance. I mean, we talk about balance of, of life and, yeah. and being able to yeah. like. When, when your you endorphins know, are the synapse, synapses and, you know, I'm not. I don't know any of the technical terms. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, you're you firing synapses. those synapses because <laughs> you're happy, you know. And what do you call it? Endorphins and serotonin, and serotonin, all that shit. You're in the sun. You're, you know, like, like yeah. that's the perfect place to study. That's the perfect place to. Yeah, I, you know what? I never thought about it. You know, you sort of hit, you know, struck a chord. I think you, you hear that, Lar. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right, you know, when you're breaking it down, because I was the guy that everybody's like, how is this guy not stressed out? Or yeah. or when we took the test in, a, in an auditorium of 300 people, you can ask Bill about this. I was the first guy out every single time of that test. Wow. wow. So you and really honed in on, on... No, it wasn't because I was smart. It was because I either knew it or I didn't know it. And I, I didn't sit there and, well, you know, vacillate on what it was. I didn't have the patience for it. It was like I either knew it or I didn't. And then yeah. I just, I'd mark all the ones I didn't. And then I'd guess all the ones I didn't know. And I'd, I'm out, you know, because I was staring at Prickly Bay <laughs> across the bay, the wave across the bay. And, you like, know, and I happened to do, I got that lucky. So, I did well. Yeah. That's, that's so interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, four years of college, obviously, in, in Florida, you know, you, 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 ha- you know, Kids are there to party. I mean, is it's a party school? It's a party Flat row. All it, the fraternities on the on the you football know, here, games. Here you are on a on homecoming. A, you're in, you're in medical school on an island that's beautiful. Is there outlets as far as like you know? Hey, there's a, there's tourist beaches or there's like you know like um, um, like uh, resorts and stuff that you guys yeah, were able to like go and interact and have fun. Yeah, there's a couple beautiful resorts. It was still a bit like. I don't I don't know if rural, rural is yeah. the right word, but it was still sort of island. Uh, yeah, you were, yeah, it was straight up island style, and yeah. you know, you know, you would see families living in 
tin sheds yeah. and no electricity and you'd go through the you would go through the rainforest to get the other side of the island and you know there was a lot of you know poverty yeah a lot of yeah. poverty yeah. and you know there were there was the delicacy was what was called baku which i think it was like an indigenous rat that lived in the rainforest and what they were massive and the locals they would catch them and they you know they barbecue them and that was baku one of, yeah it's called baku i'm pretty sure that's what it was we'll have to find a picture yeah. of a baku yeah it was like you know <laughs> well in indo i'd eat fruit bat all the time and there like fruit go. bat is just these giant like flying chickens hey you look, are what you eat yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh they're delicious but it was like you know yeah, we used, like drink, <laughs> we used to drink sea moss. I don't know if you ever. That was all things, buddy. Sea moss. Yeah, it's like they they take the sea moss moss from the ocean. Yeah, and um, you know, it's supposed to be, you know, oh, uh, an aphrodisiac. There you go. That's and, awesome. Uh, you know, it what's was, it called again? No blue pill for me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a, it was an amazing amazing place. I can't say enough good things about it. Um, you guys saw the campus. It looked yeah. like the Four Seasons. Yeah. It literally was the Four Seasons for us back when we were 21 years old. I can only imagine. You know, we had we had the the local ladies cooking on the beach for us. They, we'd get full meals, and, you know, we'd be dining on the ocean every single night. Um, it was incredible. You get yeah. more bang for your buck because you're in, like, a kind of a somewhat of a third world, yeah. like, environment. Did, so. did you have to work there when you were going to college or no? Medical? Uh, Medical school, no, although I did become what's called the resident assistant for the dormitories. Mm -hmm. So I got free room and board because I was sort of, I don't want to say running the dorm, but, you know, somebody needed toilet paper, I was the guy. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. or yeah. you know, I'd assign their room or He, he mentioned he came out of uh, school with $400,000 in school. Yeah, student. I heard that. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't yeah. imagine. Yeah, so did, like you, you're all in. I mean, there's yeah. no like, okay, well, I don't think I want to do this today. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's like... You got skin in the game. A lot so, of... So... Yeah. What what other, like... I mean, you surfed. Did you... Were you, like, a... Water skiing. Scuba dive. Yeah, what other, like, activities did you pick Stoke up? Like, spear fishing, Like, just fishing? Like... We were spear fishing. We were uh, deep sea fishing. Yeah. We'd go find the local guys down at the... Um, Ponga boat. Like, guys the just, boat, that knew the spot. You know, hot spots. The seas would be 12 foot, and we weren't even using our brains back then, but we'd bring down... They had a KFC on the island, so we'd bring down a big bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken and a case of Carib beers. That was a beer out there, Carib. Yeah. Like Caribbean, but Caribs. And we'd bring a case down there, and we'd find any fisherman who'd want to take us out. And, we'd give and that him, was the payment? Him, that was the payment. <laughs> chicken and beer. And then Billy Boy had that's, his, a, that's expensive for them. That's a delicacy because, yeah. you know, they're, they're not going to a fast food. That's right. Yeah, food. no locals are going to KFC. No, they're out yeah. there fishing for their livelihood, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. And um, so we get bartering system there. Yeah, so we but we bring some poles down because Bill had his lures and his gear, and um, we had a couple guys that would take us. And you know, this must have been like a, a sixteen foot boat, single outboard with leaks in it. You know, they're bailing the water out. Caesar, eight to twelve foot rollers, wind, <laughs> and on the side of the boat it says, "Trust me." You know? <laughs> there's no lifeguards. There's no. Um, yeah. Coast guards out there. Nobody's. You go missing. Looking, looking no, back, yeah. yeah. Looking back, we were. That was like probably not the smartest decision. But yeah. It was fun as hell. Yeah. So, so you've graduated in the four years. Is it four years? Four and a half. Well, you spent you spent about a year and a half 
on Grenada, and then we went to another island, St. Vincent, and then you got your summers off, and then during those summers, all the kids would go back to the States and go see their families, eat McDonald's, whatever they did, and I never really went back. I would, I flew to Margarita Island, and that's where I would stay during my summers, which was an island off of Venezuela. Oh, wow. Right off of Caracas, and, you know. Surf? Yeah, great surf. <laughs> and yeah. that's why you knew you knew there was surf there. You heard or I didn't. Just, no? Again, I had no clue. But wow. I, I just I would show up with my board. Solo. Solo. Wow. I didn't know a soul. And you, were you fluent in Spanish? I I did pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So I took Spanish in high school and college, and um, you know I spent months there. So I was able to. Yeah. I don't want to say perfect it, but get along. Get. Yeah, a lot of my patients these days are Latinos, so I can speak Spanish to them, especially at my Downey location. So it's all that stuff that sort of helped me, you know, yeah. speak Spanish. And um, yeah, I found a hotel room, posted up for three months during the summer, and went to the beach Fucking and surfed every day. living la vida loca, doctor! Oh, dude, it was incredible. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, what, I mean, what, what was at home for you anyways? Like, you know, like that's where you yeah, grew up. Nothing and waiting, like, yeah, there's nothing waiting for me at home, yeah. you know. Do you have siblings? I forgot, we forgot to ask in, earlier. Yeah, I had my older brother Rick. He's a dentist to this day, okay. Dr. Hmm. Rick Rubin. He, uh, he's actually the one that went to the Army. So He went the Army route. Yeah, he was the same as me. So he, he actually, uh, he didn't, I don't know if he applied to college and couldn't get in or didn't apply to college. Yeah. But, you know, he was—he just went to the army. He's like, "Fuck it, I got to go to the army and straighten up." Yeah. So he did, and then he ended up joining me at University of Florida. Cool. And uh, yeah, he's got a whole other path he did. But you know, him and I came—we were cut from the same cloth. So, yeah. You know. Yeah, grandma and grandpa go on. <laughs> yeah, and then he's looking at me. He was my older brother, and he was in the army, and then I'm—I'm I'm in college. So I think you know. There's part of him that said, okay, well, I better get into college too or come join you or whatever yeah. as siblings. So, you know, there was always... Another competition. Yeah, another I don't want to say it was that brotherly rivalry, no, but, but it, was, it was a healthy, yeah. um, you know, what are you doing? What yeah. are you doing? No, yeah. what are you doing? That's yeah. cool. so, so you're in college, medical school, sorry. Is that where you figure out what you wanted to do, specialize in or... Sort of. So what happened is once I finished um, Grenada St. Vincent, we're on like year two. So the books are sort of done for now. Now it's you go into clinicals. So this was an international medical school. And that's why when they try to clown me on the witness stand or in depositions, I say, guys, you don't understand. This is an international medical school that is sponsored by hospitals all over the world. So I could have, I positioned myself in England. I went and spent the next year and a half in England. Ooh. Yeah, and I was learning socialized medicine there, um, going out to Newquay, you know, surfing the waves out there, flying in the Canary Islands, um, surfing Lanzarote. Wow. You know, Fuerteventura. Medical school took took you abroad and, and fucking... Yeah, that, it was incredible. I mean, I was... And surf places not very many people get to yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, you guys heard of Canary Islands. Yeah. Like Hawaii yeah. of Europe. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it was... It was pretty insane I mean just being in England and um, how much how, how long were you in England for I was here about a year and a half whoa yeah so spent some good time there and again was living on the ocean down in like Bournemouth Southampton pool yeah um, you know how different is it 
surfing in fucking England. It's cold, bro. Yeah. The Plus the tidal shifts, right? Yeah. And it's just this. Is it, like, is it good waves or is it... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it's great waves. A lot of, a new, lot of new killer new headlands, a lot of like wedgie and beaches. Oh, it's like, beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. insane. Hmm. I mean, it's. I think it's winter when it breaks there, but it's, and it's cold and it may be a little fickle, but you're going to get good waves. I remember being out there on a solid six to eight foot barreling offshore day just getting worked you know <laughs> so so your the caribbean school took you to england or was it like yeah. a, a different yeah so they have they have hospitals positioned all over the world pretty much i think these days they're even like australia south africa um maybe maybe france um, um also other hospitals in the caribbean so when i finished england i right before graduation i spent my last six months in barbados Awesome. Yeah. Look there. Yeah. So did that was soup bowls. Yeah, that was. <laughs> that's what we did every single day, pretty much. So, um, I was working for the Ministry of Health. We were running around inspecting cruise ships and, um, you know, these resorts. Um, going to the poly clinics. And our commitments were probably from like eight to noon or one, and then they're like, all right go enjoy yourself so boom we're straight out to Bathsheba soup bowls and you know just hanging out there with Smokey and the boys and yeah. for six months just surfing soup bowls yeah. right way. before graduation so epic did you so, meet did you run into pro surfers and yeah I mean it was really like the biggest trip of Barbados was you know the first time I went to Barbados was like my first semester actually in Grenada so all, a couple of us students, we went and did a trip there. And again, I was the guy who brought my board and didn't know what I was doing. We're staying on the other side of the island. I get up early. I see a bus. I ask him, how do I get to the soup bowls? Yeah. It's like 7 in the morning. I'm by myself. Nobody's up. And I finally figured out a couple hours later, I'm, I'm out there and I, I see this local Bayesian. He's got a boogie board with fins. And it's... You know, we get out there and we sort of hung out with each other a little bit because the ocean was just insane. And we're the only ones out there. It was just macking and this guy's ready to go down. He loses a fin, so. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, but the biggest trip is being out of soup bowls. There is the Rasta, back then, you know, you had the, the real Rastafarians. You know, these guys were like shredded with long dread, long blonde dreads and they just ripped. When I tell you ripped, I'm talking just top to bottom. You never see anything like it in your life. Yeah. I didn't, at least. Yeah. And it was just, uh, I don't know, have you been there? I've been there a couple times, yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Have you seen it? Yeah. Well, so... We had, and you probably went back in the day when I was going back then. Uh, If you were with these guys? Yeah, in the 90s, for sure. Like raw. We had Taylor Steele on, and he said Kelly surfed for like, Ten hours. Yeah, that's Kelly's one of his favorite waves. Yeah, and and Taylor said that was prop. Kelly's footage from Barbados is probably the best footage he's ever. Yeah, filmed. I forget which movie it was of Taylor's that he's got the campaign. It's I it's got know. Slater at Barba- at yeah. Soup Bowls, and it's a massive out. hurricane yeah. swell, and it's like cylindrical closing out in the channel. Yeah, 
you've seen that. Yeah. I haven't seen. I haven't got it that big, but I. We no, got but it. you you saw. That. I saw the footage. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's he a said, pretty powerful, like punchy. Yeah, it's a like, real. It's a real wave. I posted something about it, and Kelly, I think, commented on it, like, "Oh yeah, that was the best surf trip, I've, you know, filming day I've ever had in my yeah. life." Yeah, nobody yeah. out. And, I mean, just a couple people and yeah. charging. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I call that place God's country. It's one of the few places on this earth yeah. that's like, it's just, uh, it's insane. Yeah. Taylor said that he would come in, like eat a banana and go back out. Like, you know, just like... Frothing. Frothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, Barbados, Mount Gay, right? Like Mount Gay Cliffs. Yeah. yeah, that's all we did. You know, that, that all you can drink. With, uh, did you get the nutmeg on top? Oh, they, for they sure, all of the it. nutmeg on top. The all you can drink uh, the bars on on the oh, on the so tour, tourist, you know, with the live bands. Then you get out. They got the the hot dog, hamburger, so chicken. Sick. Yeah, chicken carts outside. Yeah, we would we would stay over at Soup Bowls because that's where they're, and then we catch the bus. To the other side of the island and party and then catch yeah, the you're bus. You're doing the same thing, yeah. Because you're like, we can't drive. We don't even know where we're at. You know, we got right. lost in the, in we'll the, do the uh, sugar cane sugar fields. cane fields. Like, yeah, hang a hang a ride at the split and then go around and you're gonna loop her. You know, it's like, no, we'll just sit on the bus and they're, yeah. The, the boys are just Rastafarians. Rastafarians yeah. were like, yeah, we'll come party with you guys, like, because that's what they did. They went and hustled and slung some some weed to the tourists and stuff, and they was a great. And they were straight Rastas out there. Like, yeah, I used to go eat with them and hang out with them in the shacks. And but yeah, you know. I mean, great great people, very friendly yeah. and, and beautiful. So you were there for six months. Yeah, <laughs> good for you. Did some scoring. And, and what yeah. and, and what was um, your kind of an internship, or are you just learning the ropes as it an artist? It was um, clinicals. Like, clinical. So I could have. So I did clinicals, you know, in between England and going back to the Caribbean to finish my clinicals. I also rotated through every inner, I don't want to say every, but a lot of inner city hospitals in the United States. So I was in Brooklyn. I was in downtown Baltimore. I was in Miami. I was in Oakland. And I was studying medicine, like seeing real, real medicine between England, tropical medicine. So England's like socialized medicine tropical medicine and inner city medicine you know like baltimore i was like as a medical student following around these residents you know we were treating a ward of um you know 20 aids patients and i'm not talking hiv i'm talking real full-blown aids you know wow. during the epidemic yeah you know during the you know iv drug abuse or whatever ways they contracted it yeah so i saw real diseases like real real Bad scary, bad shit. Yeah, real bad scary shit. stuff, yeah. and um, and that does it did deter you from what you were doing. No, I mean, no, not not at all. I was just like, you know, it was a it was an education and eye opening experience, and that's it's, why when I see what's going on in the world today, I'm like, you know, it's it's just a different world. You know, I, you know, yeah, whole another discussion for but, sure. Yeah, you know, so so like. All graduates or coming to their their final you know year of medical school, that's common what you what you do. You know? Clinicals is what you call clinicals. It. Clinicals, yeah. And you go to different clinics and yeah. So you got to figure out what you want to do with that. So that's that's where your hyper focus uh, of like what really interests you to 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 go down that like specialized. Yeah. Route. So I think yeah, you asked the question. What? How did I figure it out? Yeah. So I mean, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Another good question. Dude, this guy. Another good question. This guy over Thank here. you. 
Thank you. Stop. I'm his, full his, of his head is <laughs> <got you> already <laughs> so big. You and I got the suit bolt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Lennon. But uh, no, I was in England. I was at Royal Hampshire Community Hospital in Winchester. You know, again, I was the only American there, same as Venezuela. So it was really a cool sort of entrenching myself in all these different cultures. Yeah. Exactly what I wanted to do. And um, I was with what's called the registrar at that point in time. And, and these guys in the, in the British system, they're not called doctors. They're called misters. Hmm. And I'm sitting with this guy, and there was a ruptured, what you call Misters? It, yeah, you call him a mister instead of a doctor. And that's the way their system is. I think Australia is the same. But are they doctors? They are. Okay. Yeah. Just what a trip. Yeah, it's a trip. I think it's a more like, you know, British formality of... Old school. Old school, exactly. Yeah. So, old world. I'd never heard that. I could you? be wrong, but that's what it was. They're misters. When you yeah. become a registrar or consultant level at, at, in that level of schooling, you're a mister. And if you've made it to mister, you've made it yeah. in your profession. So, long story short, I'm on surgery rotation, and I'm the only guy, only medical student with these guys. And a guy comes in who ruptured his aorta in his abdomen, Oof. which is like Bleeding a time out. bomb. Yeah, you're yeah. ready. You're going to die. There's a 50 to 50-50 mortality rate with that. So he opens them up, and I'm with him, and I'm sitting there holding the abdomen open. And he clamps the aorta, and I'm sitting there for hours and hours. Fuck off. Just standing here with, like, you know, just trying to say, hold, holding yeah. the belly open. And I stare over at the anesthesiologist, and they have their feet up. They're pouring blood into the patient with one hand. They have a book in the other hand, and saving the patient's life. And it's that's not why I chose anesthesia, but I was like, Wait a second. What is that? What is that? What, what, is that yeah, what are they what is doing it? over there? Yeah. It just opened up. He's to reading like, a book and pumping and pumping plasma. blood, resuscitating this patient while this guy's in the abdomen and I'm holding the yeah. belly open so he can sew the aorta for hours. For hours, and then he he packs it, packs it with all this gauze or Raytec you call it, and it was tea time. We went and had some tea and biscuits real quick. <laughs> He just said tea time after looking this at his belly. Yeah, it was tea time. open. Yeah. Oh, God bless you guys, man. So, That's a, a you rare. know, the patient's on the table. They're getting resuscitated. And this is the British system. And um, nothing wrong, nothing done wrong medically speaking. He knows what he's doing. The patient's stable. The bleeding stopped. But he's been working hard for three, four hours. He needs a little tea time and biscuit. So... I started asking about, well, what is that other job? What are they doing? And we started talking about anesthesia, and I did a rotation from there with it, and you know, put patients to sleep, wake them up, resuscitated them, and that's what I ended up applying to get into. Hmm. So um, yeah, I, I realized surgery wasn't for me. I mean, this guy was sweating. He had to what? take you stress know. and what yeah, it was pretty stressful. <clears throat> Not that anesthesia can't be, but it was just a different kind of... Uh, yeah, there's formulas, weight, you know, age, and, you know, like you're kind of more of a chemist, you know? Yes. You know, I guess that's from what I... Yeah, kind anesthesiologist. Yeah. Anesthesiologist. Yeah, there's... Yes. You know. There you go. Hard to say. Yeah, I said it like three times in the opening statement. <laughs> well, you nailed it, get, get through that. I usually butcher my words. And you get your homework. <laughs> yeah. 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 
we cracked the whip on this guy. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not just I'm not just good looks. I was I honored with your introduction. Right? Oh yeah, it's the World Wide Web is very amazing, and uh, yeah, it's, I was honored with your guys' invitation. Actually, thank yeah, you. thank you. Oh, we first met you. Well, we've known you for yeah. Let's talk. About, yeah, let's take a pause and talk about that. We, yeah, we've seen each other in the lineup many years and yeah. here and there, but yeah. we. I didn't know what you did. I didn't know right. you were a doctor or anything. I just yeah. knew who, you know, I just know I a just face. I just like to surf. Yeah, I just know a face. I, yeah. I remember seeing you over the years, and then I remember seeing you pushing your kid in the water. Yeah. And I was like, wow, what does this guy do for a living? You know, you, you do that, right? Yeah. You sit in the water, you're like, it's uh, mid-afternoon, and this guy's in the water. What, what's he do for a living? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is about everybody? Everybody's like exactly. mid-afternoon. There's no, there's no, like, nine does to five job work anymore. around here? Not anymore. But um, we met you just at the Surf Ranch, you know, KS Wave Pool or whatever it is, Surf Ranch. Yes. And you're there with your son. Yes. And you're just getting perfect waves. Yeah, that like was... Like everybody. That was epic. Yeah. That was like... And I think I saw you there on your on a previous trip. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I didn't put two and two together, I don't think. You're like, how's this guy afford to keep going? He's here every time I come. But I remember seeing you there. I don't know what day... That was though. Was that the December? Like Tuesday. Yeah, it was December. So he was there the first time we were there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that was December is when we saw him, yeah. and then we saw him again in July. And and thank you, Kelly Swanson, for the brown uh, noser. Uh, yeah. <laughs> On the beach, <laughs> Kelly. Kelly's the man. Yeah. How for did putting you his days of stoke together, Kelly. Um, I believe. You, you and I were friends on Facebook. I don't know if you and I were too. I don't. But I don't know Facebook. if it was you or, or you, Yeah, we were just reposting. Like, Somebody put a post on there that there were spots open. Yeah. And I hit up Kelly up in Monterey. Yeah. And he called me immediately. And then we just started chatting about like old Florida days, people we knew together. Yeah. He's and vetting you. He's like, dude, this is a pretty intimate, cool day. I want to make sure that... The, the yeah, he was vetting me. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, look, I could probably recruit a couple other guys, you know, Billy Boy from Jersey. Ding, 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 bonus. 100%. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And then I don't know if you know, uh, you know Jeff Allen? Yeah. 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 So he's one of my brothers. And Sweet. How do you know Jeff Allen? So uh, Jeff and I met back in Tavarua probably like 12 years ago. Oh, funny. Such a small world. And him yeah. and I have been traveling the world together since as well. So And, and he's got one screwed up back, so he's your probably his best well, he's, friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> him and I, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah we've, uh, we've taken care of him multiple times. Yeah. And he's referred me to actually a lot of his friends, his family. Awesome. All that stuff. So, yeah, our first trip was was me, Dr. Reed, Billy Boy, and Jeff Allen. Sick. And it was like a cosmic, incredible experience. In, in December. Yeah, oh, it was insane. Yeah, yeah, December. So we missed Jeff though, because we didn't see. I don't think I saw Jeff there. Yeah, he was no. there with me. Yeah, not the second time. Yeah, the first time. First time. Yeah, he was supposed to be there the second time, and he broke ribs in Bali, so he wasn't flying back to. Mm. Yeah. Oof. So, yeah. Yeah. So we just want to give a shout out to, to Kelly and and yeah. on the beach surf shop. Yeah, on and the Kelly's beach surf shop. He's got days of December first, second, and third. Just go on again. Just follow our Instagram. And for he the, knows for how to stuff days. himself in those barrels. He's a big boy. Big boy. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. He's a great guy. God bless him. So yeah. you going back to anesthesiology, you you fascinated with that and you have to go to a continuation to, 
to yeah so now you have to apply to residencies and it's sort of like I think what the kids are doing these days to try to get into colleges yeah. so you apply to a bunch of residencies um, and I at got, hospitals yes right? yeah uh, institutions so I applied to um, I applied to USC University of Miami and Duke and I was fortunate enough to get in all three of them wow and you know it was probably one of the first toughest decisions of my life as to okay do I go back to Florida and try to be with the family or my dad or wherever my brothers are whatever they're doing or do I go to California because one of my bros you know the three of us he was from San Diego I'll give him a shout out Dr. Craig Slamka <laughs> he's a hardcore surfer and um he just kept telling me about Blacks and La Jolla and, you know, yeah. Big Rock or Bird yeah. Rock or whatever. I mean, if you're, if you're a surfer and those are the three choices, yeah, California stands out for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> where's Duke? Oh, uh, I think it's like North or South Carolina. Okay. I don't know. Oh, the Devils, right? The Blue Devils? I, I just know it sounds good. Like, when you hear Duke, like, yeah. it just yeah. sounds good. Like, yeah. my son's name. I love Duke. There you go. <laughs> right? Yeah. It sounds good. Yeah. So... Um, USC. Yeah, I interviewed at, at UM, got in, interviewed at Duke, got in, came out for the interview at SC. I rented a convertible Mustang, didn't know where I was going. Oh my God. Drove down PCH to Malibu, saw the sunset. Malibu happened to be pumping that day. And SC is like East LA. It wasn't. Yeah. It's not by the beach. It's, it's, it's not. Concrete what, jungle. Yeah, it's not what you think it is. You know, compared to like a Duke or or a University of Miami, you know, the university hospital is nice. I'm sure where the kids go to school nice, but I, I trained in East LA at the, uh, you know, in the war zone. Yeah. So irrespective of that, I'm like, I need to be by the beach in California. And that's what I chose. Yeah. So, so and you got accepted, obviously. Yep. Got accepted, moved to Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach, and just did the drive for a couple of years, then shifted over to UCLA, and then moved to Huntington in uh, 2001, because they weren't getting waves up there in the summertime in the South Bay. <laughs> yeah. No. Right? It's, no, it's, very, it's very protected with the islands and, and PV. The winters and are epic up yeah. there. Yeah. Could be. So, yeah. describe to us, or, yeah, tell us, like, what happens when... Residency, what you do in residency. Residency's no joke. So, Hands on. Yeah, so that's that's when I learned to be an anesthesiologist. So that I think there was about. Do you get paid in residency? Yeah, I think you're. I think at that time, they were paying us thirty five thousand a year. So you know, I'm living out of a suitcase, credit cards, getting by on student loans. Rent Mustangs. Yeah. You know. I thought it was just to come out to do that. Yeah, that, was, that yeah. was the one hurrah that, you know, yeah. you're either going to spend $30 or $70. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? This yeah. is my first time to California. Let's let's go bigger. You'd never been to California prior to that? Never. Holy smokes. Yeah, it was my first so time. Literally going and watching Malibu, driving the coast. Yeah, was this, this was in, I'm going to say this was uh, 98. Yeah. 97, 1998. Crazy. So, yeah. Were you stoked was it everything you oh, imagined it was, it was a dream come true yeah, yeah you know even coming from the caribbean it was just like oh my god this place is littered with waves yeah 
you know, people, ir- irrespective of the traffic and the concrete yeah. jungle, I knew I was going to position myself right on the beach. Yeah. So I lived literally, I rented a little flat right on the sand. Yeah. In Manhattan Beach, and yeah, you know, and I did my training every single day. I, there was like eight guys in our class, and you know, back to coming from a foreign medical school, the guys that I was training with that were in my class were from Harvard, Yale. UCLA I mean so we're all in the same place at the end and you're all like yeah. on a team almost like you know you're all like, yeah we're the anesthesia team yeah and you're, I the, mean so the gangbangers the traumas the you know yeah you have each other's back as a brotherhood almost like because it's you know you guys are all I mean essentially like but they're learning the ropes thing. of it too oh for you sure you're, yeah, you're you, still you, you know you, you get thrown into the fire you know feet first and you know it's sink or swim and but you have you have attendings and other people. You have backup, but yeah, you know, this is your time. You know, I spent months in the burn unit, which was gnarly. I mean, fuck. Yeah, I mean, I saw everything known to man. I got to tell you. Ugh. So that's where you're basically working ER emergency rooms. I'm in the operating room. So like when the traumas come down to the emergency room and they have, have to, to crack their chest open or they need an airway, that's where we go down. We secure their airways and bring them up and put them to sleep and start resuscitating, pumping blood into them, breathe for them, get their vital signs stable. Um, yeah, keep them alive. Yeah. So, but it was, it was amazing training. I mean, it was incredible. I mean, I could tell story after story. I'm gonna write a book on it one day. But, yeah, you should. Um, yeah, I don't want to bore you with too much. Of, no, but it's just fascinating. I mean, we do some, yeah. But I, it's what helped me evolve into my practice today, actually. Yeah, having seen that stuff in Baltimore, and the traumas, and then, you know, I was a cardiac anesthesiologist after that. I moved to when I finished SC and UCLA. I moved to to Hawaii, Honolulu, and then the Big Island. Dang, <laughs> this yeah. guy never smart. stayed anywhere. He's smart. Never yeah. stayed anywhere longer than a year. Did you're bouncing? Yeah, it's just you know. Well, How I long stuck, did you live in Hawaii for? You know, I stayed about a year. Billy lasted longer than I did. Um, I just had a good gig here and I loved Huntington Beach. Yeah. It was, I was already nestled in Huntington back in about 2001. Yeah. And I had, so how long was residency? That was, uh, four years. So, wow, okay. Yeah. But before so what that happens be- after you do residency, like, is there another graduation or? Yeah. It's like, it's you pretty early doctor. You get a plaque, you get a diploma. No, then you got to sit and take a written board exam, then an oral board exam. And then you become a diplomat in the American board of anesthesiology. That took another two years. Holy crap. And then once I did that, because I was a cardiac anesthesiologist during that time. So I practiced anesthesia for a good, like four years after residency. And then, so when do you start making good money? I think I started making some money when I was like 31. 32 then I had all these student loans to pay off yeah and then I had to work like an animal to make some money to pay these loans off so yeah you know when they get you they got you what, yeah. what's like what's the job like application side when you're you know so you're you're, you're kind of you're so, grad, you know you got your 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 degree you know what, there, was, there was demand for anesthesiologists. So, I mean, so there's, do you go you to apply at, at different hospitals and stuff or like, or a practice or how, how does that? Yeah. So there's a few websites and recruiting agencies that you can go for. You okay. can call hospitals or whatever. And I don't know how I found the hospital in Hawaii, but I made some phone calls. 
and there was a demand and um, went out there, became the cardiac anesthesiologist out there and um, just started. Yeah. You know, just... Okay. Backtrack. So you did four years of residency? Yeah. So four years undergrad, four years of residency, which included a one-year internship, which I did in New Jersey on the Jersey Shore. We skipped that one. But, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was, uh, that was epic, too. So yeah. now you're, you're almost like 15 years in of being a, 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 being a student. A medical profession. Yeah. Stu- yeah. It's, it's so much commitment. And yeah, I've been so, a student for 15 years, pretty much, living off student loans. Yeah. So, okay, you did that for four years, residency. Then you took the Hawaii. medical board exam and the oral board exam. Yes. Now, did you have to take those multiple times no, or no. nailed it? No, I, I had my test-taking abilities fine-tuned okay. and studying and... You know, I, I crushed all those. I mean, so once, year 15 is when you are finally deemed a doctor? Well, a specialist. A specialist. Yeah, I got my medical degree in, in 99, 2000, once you finished medical school. Okay. But you could take that medical degree and do nothing and maybe, um, I don't know. Be a general doctor. Like yeah, you can't even do that. You, you, you still have to go through reticence. All yeah, you got to go. go yeah, you got to go through residency. Like my buddy, of the three of us, Slamka, he'll love me for this. He's just, he's just, he has to surf every day, and he he can't, he can't take. I have to too, though. But yeah. and I think you do too. But his brain will not allow him to go sit in a residency program and just get pummeled. Yeah, and get your ass kicked. He just so he's gotten to that point. He got his MD. He never went and did a residency. He just surfed the past 20 years and carved out a little niche in the pharmaceutical industry as a consultant. Yeah. You know, it never practiced medicine. Yeah. But got his MD. Crazy. Yeah. So. Because it. That's, I, I that mean, was my point. It's not, it wasn't cut out for everybody. That's yeah. why I made that statement earlier. Yeah. And so. my. I like to amplify all this stuff. Like, it's just so. The dedication that you had to do what you've done, to accomplish what you've done, it's fucking gnarly, you know? And yeah. you deserve all the, you know, money, all the whatever, you know what I mean? Cause well, I appreciate it. That's nice for you to say. No, I, mean, I, I think you know, some people look at it as bad that, you know, doctors make a decent living for themselves or, you know, I've go seen... Go fucking I've do seen, it. Well... <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Go do it. I mean, I, I just... You know, medicine's a, a tough field because it's nowadays it's always it's, changing, it's well, evolving. It's, it's governed it's, by insurance companies, business oh, yeah. people now. So, you know, that's a whole nother topic of discussion. Yeah, for but, sure. You know, no, well, the sacrifices that you you what's funny is yeah, you didn't want to be a doctor. You did, I mean, not that you didn't want to, but it wasn't something that came up to you. It was something that was forced onto you. Yeah, it wasn't intrinsic where I said, it I'm going to grow up and go save the world. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Your, your, your dad and your grandparents kind of just put that thought in your brain and manifested. Yes. And you took this vision quest, right? And you made it the way you wanted to do it all over the world surfing fucking included great which, waves you know what I mean great waves which like I, 
you pick the perfect spot for you to even yeah. blossom you know yeah, like right. you, you like everything kind of happened for you when you got to that place yeah. and holy shit you went to Venezuela. Yeah. You went to the Canary Islands. You went to London. You know the UK. It's like wow, what an interesting story. And here you are. Your journey was so incredible because you did it your way. Yeah, and I think that you know? translates across any profession that somebody's looking to go do. You know, through college or or whatever is you know look like you know. They're serious. You got to get the grades. You got to get the degree. You know, there's an end game and a career, but you know, you got to have fun and balance life, or or you're gonna get burned out, or you know, you're you're just not gonna be happy. And you know, I mean, it's. I think it translates across. Yeah, I think extremes across the board cannot be healthy. So sort of, you know, the balance, right, and moderation, and you know, to my defense, yeah, I failed my first two tests in biology, but. They were the biggest learning lessons, the biggest catalyst yeah. that that catapulted me to success at the end of the day. And I, I overcame those hurdles and obstacles to, you know, my first semester, I nailed it and then got the <laughs> residencies and nailed it and yeah. was able to um, train my brain to figure out yeah. how to get this done. Yeah. You know? And that's because I wasn't message, born with it. The I wasn't mes- born with that it. message is so fucking important to hear. That, hey, no matter how hard it is, if you apply yourself, you can fucking do it. That's it. For sure. 100%. So when you finally finish, like, what's your... What's your job like? Do you go, you know, like you said, you you applied for Hawaii and you got the gig for uh, cardiology... Yeah, cardiac anesthesia, so like heart surgeries. And then uh, you you were there a year. What brought you back to... To Cal, you, you applied for another job at another hospital. You know or? what it was? It was, I was. It was too hard for me to surf. There, yeah, believe it or not. Wow. Because if you're living in town, and it's winter, you have to go to the North Shore or the West Side, mm. right? And my life here in Huntington was just so easy. Yeah. I can just come home and run across the street. And a lot of it had to do with. You know, somebody may be like, what? This guy left Hawaii? Yeah. Surfed there. But if you can have a place on the North Shore in town, it's probably the best of both worlds. I wasn't as fortunate. I was staying in town, working at the hospital in town. And yeah. I was sort of away from surf, unless it was summer, of course. Yeah. South Swells. But, um, yeah, I just, I enjoyed surfing Huntington for whatever reason. Yeah. I still love to go back to Hawaii and surf. And then yeah. I went and tried the Big Island. I love the Big Island, too, because the waves there are insane in Kona. Yeah, but um, so so fast forward or not fast forward, but so you you got your you finished residency, you, you passed the boards, then what happened? Did you go find a hospital to, to clamp down in, or yeah, so I was practicing as an anesthesiologist for four years around town here, not four years, about a year, or not even, I think like six months, and then I said. I'm not doing this. That's when I went to Hawaii. And then I had a better opportunity to come back here. So it was a mixture of surf and opportunity. Yeah. You know, truth be told. Yeah, because, I mean, you you obviously, you're in the business of getting paid the most you can for your position. But, yet it's yeah, it's got to make sense. Thousands of dollars but it's got, to pay off. But it's yeah. got to make sense on, you know, where, you know, like this is where you got to live. Like you've been... 
pulled all over the world and you liked Huntington, so if a job came up. Yeah, I had like roots already. I don't yeah. want to say I had roots planted hunting, but I, I sort of did. I had a, yeah. some friends and um, it's outside of the pier. Yeah. Love. But so you're back here. Where did, where did you get a job? So I was working as an anesthesiologist in Downey. Okay. And I was their cardiac anesthesiologist as well. And I did that till about 2007. And I don't want to say I got burnt out on it, but, you know, it's tough because you have to get up at 1, 2, 3 in the morning, labor epidurals wow. for pregnant women or like emergency laparoscopic procedures yeah. to put people to sleep or ENT. I mean, you're up, you know. Crazy hours. Crazy hours trying to function and perform to the best of your ability. So they give you a, like a, just a breakdown of <coughs> what you're describing is, you know, hey, we got these lined up surgeries for the day, you know, or yes. procedures or whatever. That's yeah, you know, whole whatever. So you're, you're, hey, we got a 30-year-old woman that's going to give labor. You got to make an epidural concoction for that. Oh, we got a cardiac so heart surgery, so you, you kind of do all the prep work prior to the day, or is that stuff happening on the fly? Um, sort of happens on the fly. I could see the patient, like if you came in real quick yeah. and needed something, I could see you, I could assess you and... Kind of know the... Yeah, real fast, yeah. and then throw an IV, and I could have you asleep in minutes. Yeah. I mean, you know, so... Yeah, okay, that's cool. That's yeah, they equate yeah. anesthesiology to like a, a pilot, so the most dangerous parts are taking off and landing that's when everything can go wrong <laughs> so going to sleep and waking up yeah yeah you know, that's when you can lose an airway or you know we've seen it's a it's a crazy profession it is i mean yeah. there's there's been a lot of scary moments a lot so, of scary moments yeah. so now you did that like you said you don't want to say you burnt out but 2007 i wanted to, to i wanted to advance at this point in time yeah. so then um I started, yeah. I started running uh, an outpatient surgery center in Torrance, and I had a mentor at that time who was an interventional pain management specialist, what I am today, and he was an anesthesiologist as well, so he took me under his wing for years, and he was an anti-aging specialist, so I, I was with the right guy, and um, he was a pain specialist that was anti pain pills yeah love which, it which was right up my alley because I was sort of a torn between western and eastern medicine myself even, even though I was trained western yeah you know I always believed in less More pills home, less yeah. medications no surgery homeopathic well, like yeah take holistic. care of yourself alright we like to drink drink in moderation try not to smoke yeah really, healthy lifestyle yeah, it fits in here yeah Oh. Try not to smoke, Lark. Hey. Right? <laughs> easy gal, easy gal boy. <laughs> I told him that's a red wine and cheese. Yeah. That, it, that caused the gal, but... Yeah. I'll cut the cheese out. No, he drinks too much red wine. Yeah. So, Stick to beer. You know, looking at, at a lot of doctors in the field, I'm not sure they all practice what they preach. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But I wanted to be one of those that did. Yeah. So training under uh, I'm going to give props to him Dr. David Shawa God rest his soul but um, he sort of took me under his wing and I was able to implement those eastern philosophies because he was already doing it hmm. he was 10-15 years my senior 
and I took what he taught me and sort of supersized and built off of that. And it took my entire career to sort of get to where I am, which is the whole regenerative medicine now. And to have obtained and built off these philosophies and, and goals and the way you really want to practice versus what they teach you the way you should practice or the way the pharmaceutical companies or the other doctors are prescribing or, you know, this surgery is recommended. Maybe you need it. Maybe you don't need it. Maybe we can get you out of pain with my modalities without the pills or surgery. So it's, it's all that training that led up to where I am to be able to even speak like this freely yeah, and comfortably. And I'm going to say confidently as well, having seen medicine from A to Z, the best and the worst to have carved out, you know, yeah, what we're talking about today, really. Yeah, because what what you know, not to get philosophical, philosophical, what wow. philosophical? Wow. Yes, you yeah. shut your mouth when I'm talking to you. <laughs> That's usually not me. to get philosophical or political, but yeah. you know, sometimes you you grow up listening to what you listen to because that's all you know correct and all of a sudden if you listen to somebody else who comes from the truth it is the truth and there's a different way a better way 100 percent. so i love it i love what you know not knowing that much about what you've done but hearing you talk about it it's you know who needs all these drugs who needs no. all these pills? well that's what my practice is today so um, you know I haven't performed anesthesia services in, since 2007 really so I've been a uh, straight interventional pain management specialist and what that means really is yes do I prescribe pills very sparingly and then I have a discussion with a lot of patients, but my main focus, I'm an interventionalist, so I inject everybody. That's what I do. So um, we find a pain generator. So if you have back pain, knee pain, shoulder pain, you know, we we get diagnostic studies. We find out why. And then I use I use uh, plant-based solutions, anti-inflammatories that are injectable, and then regenerative medicine therapies, stem cell-based therapies, uh, platelet-rich plasma to help heal get tissue better, um, take the swelling down, and, and avoid the pills and surgery at the end of the day. On that um, stem cell stuff, is that something you guys do in office or something that you 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 obviously plan ahead, you know, whether you pull blood work from the, the patient yeah, and so it goes back and you, you come do a follow-up with... Yeah, so we have an interventional suite. Mm -hmm. um, I have patients that come and consult and want to get procedures done that day, others that need to come back. Yeah. Um, I consider it as easy as the dentist. Yeah. I say that my brother's a dentist, so I tease him all the time that I think my work's easier than his, maybe. Yeah. Because there's no You're sticking time. needles in, he's putting his fingers in mouths. Yeah, I mean, he's grinding in their yeah. mouths. It's, yeah, it's very, hard. very. Um, <laughs> I'm doing mechanical. like precision spine uh, needle work with yeah. joints and spine all day. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, the work I do, it's really minimally invasive. Um, yeah. That's it. Um, it's minimally invasive. There's no downtime for patients. They can walk right out. They can go home, go about their day. Yeah. Um, is there, is there um, like areas, I mean, we know knees and backs and shoulders, you know, the, the major like areas that's... Joints. Yeah. 
seem to be. I do it all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my main, I'm going to say. So when did you formulate your business? Like, how, like when, how did you decide? And you're like. Well, after your mentorship. So I was a, you know, I started sort of my campaign, I'd say in Orange County in 2012. Once I stopped running that surgery center and I, I sort of trained over four years to be an interventionist and I don't want to say holistic doctor, but I'm going to say I mix alternative. I mix Western, my Western medical degree with Eastern philosophies. I was, because I didn't know the blueprint. I didn't read a book on the blueprint. I had to figure it out from my days of trauma to cardiac anesthesiology to learning about these pharmaceuticals coming and pitching us to prescribe these pills and bringing lunches to the doctors because yeah. that's the way it goes down. Yeah. Lobbying. Lobbying. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're going to take you to a nice dinner. I don't yeah. think they can do that stuff Oh, anymore. you want to you want golf at Pelican Hill? Gotcha. Right. Yeah. I never did that. I wish I did, but I didn't. Yeah. I would love to, but that's, I don't think that stuff's even allowed today. Yeah. But, you know, I was at Weedy's ceremony, listened to his dad chat. I don't know if you guys were there. Oh, yeah. So you I heard his I, speech yeah, about... I, I got called up to speak. Yeah. I didn't... It wasn't planned, but whatever. Yeah. It's all good. That it's probably wasn't easy, huh? No. I, I was, Weedy, you know... Weedy was a He was a good friend. Yeah. Yeah. We had but, him but, and Ziggy on the podcast. But, oh, but you did? Yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah. By talking to you... have to listen to that. You have to. It's, yeah. It was really, really good. Yeah. But talking to your point of, you know, 92,000 people, you know, die of... Well, listen to his dad talk about it and the doctors and the pills. And I'm yeah. sitting there as a surfer doctor listening. I'm like, fuck, you know, it doesn't sound good. And, you know, my heart sort of bled out. Yeah. Big time. And it let me know that I'm doing the right thing in my practice. Yeah. Um, I can't account for what all the other doctors do. And I think all the doctors these days are catching on that you can't prescribe these pills. It's not the, it's not the right thing to do. And there's a yeah. time and place when you need it. You know, if, if patients have cancer or, or end of life scenarios or they have uh, hardware in their spine, but to pass it out like candy or at a dentist place or this, it's, it's a wrong maneuver. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that sort of hit home that day for sure. Yeah, it's crazy. But it just resonated that we're doing the right thing in my practice yeah. and, the, so, and the evolution of it. So um, it's called Newport Regenerative Medicine. Yes. Yeah. And and you've you started in what two thousand? So I started in two thousand twelve here in Orange County, and okay. I became more of Newport Regenerative Medicine didn't start till about fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. I was still sort of evolving in my yeah. brain in my yeah. practice even though I did so much medicine I've had almost 20 years of medicine on my belt I was still trying to evolve the practice of regenerative medicine and stem cells weren't prominent yeah. back then either still evolving it was still evolving yeah. actually and I was more of a medical legal expert in the community here so you went and um, went out on your own opened up an office in Newport correct at in 2000. 11? 17. 2012. 2012, okay. Yeah. And then started, you know, evolving your practice and, and now, because you, you've grown it to multiple locations, right? Yeah, we have multiple locations. Um, In Vegas? Or? So I've expanded to Vegas personally. Okay. Um, when I started in 2012, there weren't many 
interventional specialist like myself in town. In my specialty, I, w- I was a medical legal specialist in town, so hence the depositions and trials. Mm-hmm. So I had to go head to head with the insurance companies to protect the little guy mm. who's in car accidents. And I had to document all their injuries. Um, they had to go through conservative care. And then they got my treatment. And then you'd have these insurance companies that they may want to pay or they may not want to pay. Or, you know. So I went to head to head. I did that for years. I got tired of it because it just wasn't fun to... I was helping people yeah. and fighting for the better good yeah. of humanity when they needed it. But, you're but, going but then you would, you would have another doctor down the street who only works for the insurance company. Yeah. And they the and they get paid by the insurance yeah. company. And that's all they did is get paid by the insurance company to say, "Oh well, his treatment's not necessary and his bills are too high." Yeah. Well, how do I take your opinion seriously when they only pay you to say that and yeah. you only do work for them? Yeah. Politics. So, yeah, it was politics, and I got tired of it. And I said, you know what? I need to go back to doing me and feel good medicine. And this is where Newport Regenerative Medicine evolved so, from. So we're going to give you a nickname, new nickname, Doctor Feelgood. Here you go. <laughs> wow. I, I like that one. Yeah. So now, I mean, who? So wait. how did you? How did you learn? To, you're you're pretty much a, a businessman in the sense. You know, you have your specialty. You're a medical doctor. You got your degrees. You got all of this, but you're running practices. You're you know, like you got a staff. Like well, you have to be these days. If yeah. you don't understand business, they don't teach you this in medical school. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think we all learn business because we have bills to pay. Yeah. Right. So we have no choice but to learn it. It's like a sink or swim mentality. So if people want to not to avoid surgery, um, avoid unnecessary whatever treatment, they should come to you. And have yeah, I'm, a, I'm sort of the guy to simply put it when they've gone to like our friends in town, like Terry Romine who refers me patients when he's worked on them for a while to try to get them better conservatively, yep. but they're still having pain. Or maybe one of these orthopedics in town is recommending surgery. I'm sort of the middle guy to keep them away from surgery, away from pills, and I can utilize my injections to do that. And I use live fluoroscopic guidance, so I have a live x-ray. I know millimeter to millimeter where I'm going in the spine, the joints, and we're diagnosing it before we're treating it. And it's, it's really just a minimally invasive approach to, to get people better. It's, it's what, you know, like my ad says, what I want for me yeah. and anybody around me. Yeah. Should I read yeah. it? Please. <clears throat> I love it because he has advertised in the last print magazine. And it is uh, Mike Latronic, who we had on the show. Yeah. It's yeah, Mike Latronic's magazine. Uh, Free Surf, Hawaii's surfing magazine, or surf magazine, and you were telling us how it was like the perfect kind of uh, storm of why you wanted to advertise in this issue, because we've got the beautiful first Olympic American surfer, Carissa Moore, on the cover. Yep. And you you, uh, get into the magazine, and we got... You're at Surf France right there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody it looks like, know it, though, looks right? like Greenbush, but it looks like Greenbush. Nobody knows it, right? Yeah. But uh, Newport Regenerative Medicine. 
And here's the quote. So he put an ad in the magazine. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, As an avid athlete and physician, regenerative medicine was the ultimate evolution of my practice, enabling me to give back to my patients exactly what I would want for myself, friends, and family. Dr. Sonny Feel good, Ruben, MD. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. No, diplomat of American Board of Anesthesiology, diplomat of American Board of Pain Medicine. Booyah! Shit. That's fucking official. Yeah, and I, I mean, we <laughs> whether you're whether you're an ex, you know extreme athlete or a high high level you know athlete, like injuries happen all the time to anybody and everybody. Whether it's a you know, car accident or a wipeout of some sort, but like, yeah, I mean, in, you know, you, you probably see everybody, you know, that I comes see everybody. You, I think you just gained a customer with Lark because he's yeah. like, my back's, yeah, screwed he's got up. a whack back. Yeah. I just, yeah, but I, I think I gave you good advice. Don't yeah, come, you're like, come see me unless you really need it. And yeah, I'm, I'm a patient myself, so yeah. I, you know, yeah, you're you're like get the inversion table and you know, yeah, let's let's try to get it better. Only come see me when you need to. Yeah, yeah so. But I, I take care of all the boys around town. I try to hook everybody up to the best of my ability. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. I actually hit you up for my foot problem, and I was kind of surprised you answered me, and you're pretty helpful. I try to I try to hook everybody. Lennon, it's your diet. Lennon, it's all, you all shut the red your wine. Mouth. It's not, show's I, not about me. I think I think I did ask you how much wine are you drinking or, or cheese or because I all right we gotta wrap the show up. <laughs> no, but just to go over it again, man. Yeah. Like you're a kid from Fort Lauderdale, and you, you had a dad that was a salesman and grandparents that told you you're going to be a doctor or you're going to go to school, but you're going to be something. Yes. And you did it your way and you did it your way. You, you, you weren't a great student and you made it through high school and you made it to the Gators. And that professor told you, was it, was that medical school? Was that in professor? Yeah. That was a professor of biology 101. Yeah. First year in college. Your first test, you get an F. Your second test, you get a D and you, you, you took it upon yourself to ask the professor for advice, and his advice was you should look into doing something else. <laughs> yeah. Which, for most of us, would have been like, oh, shit, he's right. Yeah. But you didn't. You, you, you knew you could do it. You just had to figure it out. Yeah. And you did. And bam, you fucking find, you know, you make it through college. You get into medical school. You apply to one. You get it. What's it called? St. George's University School Saint, of Medicine. Yeah, which is in paradise. Yeah. And you Four make seasons, the most of it. Literally. You it make the insane. most of it and you... you Excel when you do it, you know. Like, it turned your on your brain because you were in paradise living where you wanted to live. 100%. And that... that and it took you to other places. All around this the world. This experience, this medical school took you all around the world and you saw so much culture and you know whatever brought me here with you guys yeah right, here right now i mean and you know it. you 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 accomplished what your your dad and your your grandparents did with little to no help pretty much you know and here you are with a successful business you're advertising a free surf magazine 
Thank you, Mike Latron. Give him back, man. Give him back. Man. Thank you, Mikey. Love you, brother. And, yeah. uh, dude, I'm, we love having people like you on the show because it's such an inspirational thing to talk about. Yeah, yeah. it's and, an honor. And what's, what's the, the leading theme here is because we're surfers. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and your story, again, like, you know, there's there, there may be some listeners who's like, yeah, you know, like, I think medical field might be, like, my route. But... Regardless, like I think your story translates, like we talked about earlier, across like any field and just in general, like a life lesson of life. Yeah. I think it's you, good for the kids. It's right? good. It's great I mean, for the kids. You know, don't you know? You hear no doesn't mean no. You yeah. know, like right. buckle down. It's you know nothing's Sometimes given to you. Yes yeah. means no, and no means yes. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and you got to hustle. You got to work hard, but you know you also got to balance. You know. Your, your your hobbies and your passions and stuff and because you, you can't get burned out real easy you know yeah, no I appreciate the, the the lovely beautiful summarization of sort of my <laughs> life I mean that was yeah. epic but you know I don't think many people know about the regenerative medicine yeah. truth be told yeah and they think they go to their Kaiser doctor or their wherever their insurance plan sends them and they have to do the pills or the surgery yeah. and I'm just a boutique doc on my own I don't you know, yeah, yeah. there's alternatives for guys like us that yeah. want to live healthy and keep staying active. And, Absolutely. You know, and for me, I mean, this magazine was the best of both worlds. I was able to combine both sides of my life into one. Yeah. Which was epic. And You're a pro surfer now, bro. You're yeah. in the bag. <laughs> but I made it in life finally. But, you know, like, regardless of, you know, your, your medical insurance or, the, or your, your your primary or whatever like you need to go get second third opinions and, 100%. And, and and that's you know that's just common sense but a lot of people don't don't have that approach you know they just been told like this is what's going to happen yeah. and it might not be the best you know case scenario for that particular patient or that injury or whatever and I think you know enlightening people with what you do like you said you're between you know that 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 chiropractor sports medicine doctor that might just have some you know, underlining issues to, hey, you need surgery to have somebody like you to balance. You and know. I work hand in hand with these guys. Yeah. You guys know Lou Dog, Lou Rice, and, yeah. and Terry Romine. I mean, we all work together. So, you know, these guys are trying to get everybody good out of the gates. And if there's like, if it's not working or if it is working or yeah. if it's half working, yeah. you know, they'll give me a buzz and say, hey, doc, can you step in? Or do you think you can help or not help? And then... You know, I always tell people, look, go get other opinions. Yes. You know, to your point. Yeah. You know, don't listen to me. I, I only have my 20 years of experience of what I've seen, but yeah. listen to somebody else too. And then make your own decisions. Yeah. You know, sure. I'll, I'll help guide everybody, hopefully for the most part. Yeah. Well, dude. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Sonny Feelgood Rubin. MD. Yeah. You guys are epic. No, thank you. Thank, thank you. And, um, if you if you want to uh, check him out, he is at NewportRegenerativeMedicine.com. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Newport. Or just DM us, and then we'll get you. DM us. Yeah. Phone number is nine four nine nine three three seven zero one two. Single ladies only. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Thank you. Thank you, boys. 
WaveKey was created by Brad Gerlach to help improve your surfing. WaveKey is a land-based systematic surf training method. For all surfers, for all levels. Check out WaveKey.com. That's W-A-V-E-K-I.com. Wax! The wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean late night? Always under my feet. And Chalky? How do you think I pull those big airs? And layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, whoa, 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 we're not doing the 90s again, are we? I don't do those anymore. Foo Wax, the best wax in the game. Foo Wax. West Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads, vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. Nice. Visit calientesouthwest.com. Or go to the restaurant in Costa Mesa off of 17th Street. Caliente Southwest. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music. 